Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back and have some drinks with people and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, that's at Kilgallen's Pub, also on Instagram, at Kilgallen's Pub. You can follow me on all the platforms, that's at Joe Kilgallen. Big thanks to all the listeners. You guys have been kicking ass. I really appreciate you. I hope everyone had themselves a wonderful Thanksgiving. This is my first podcast in about 10 days. Took a little bit of a Thanksgiving break there. Had a lot of family stuff to do. I was trying to get in the spirit of things. And damn it, I'm already jump-starting on my Christmas. I got the Christmas tree up. I got some decorations out front. Got these these uh, reindeer that light up a little bit. It's looking classy around the household. I'm liking it. I'm already starting watching Christmas movies. I got my one-and-a-half-year-old son. He's, he got me into this thing called Santa Paws. It's a Netflix show where it's these talking dogs that like help out Santa, you know? And, um, and they get into mischief, these dogs, you know, because they're puppies. They're cute little puppies, and they get lost, and then it's all about the Christmas spirit, and they get to talk to Santa and the owls, but then human beings are like, I don't, that dog's not talking. It's a whole thing. You guys should check it out. It's on Netflix. I'm going to recommend it. But no, we got a fun podcast in store for you. This was the very first time I recorded at a new studio called, tentatively called, Pop Studios. Stands for Put Em Over Productions, I believe. So I, I got to talk to him about the name. Actually, James Webb, if you're listening to this part, because that doesn't make sense now. Put them over Productions Studios. I think I think we could come up with something a little bit better. I like it overall, though. Pop does pop, so that's pretty cool there. A new podcast network, as you were. Um, so I have to thank Laugh Factory for letting me record there over these last five or four or five months now. I think I've been doing this podcast for about six or seven months. What's since March it came out, and now it's almost December. So yes, what's that? March is the third month. December is the 12th. So six months. Is that bad math? No, nine months. Eight or nine months I've been doing this now. We're on episode number 36. For those of you listening the first time, it's not really serious, but sometimes it gets serious. Usually I like to drink, but I've had sober people on too. Uh, mostly my comedian friends, but I've also had people from other different walks of life. And it's just that conversation at a bar where you just start rambling about one thing and it slides into the next and slides into the next. I try to keep it free and easy. That's how I like to do it. The guest I have is a returning guest, Kristen Toomey. She's fantastic. She's hysterical. One of the funniest comedians on the planet. I'll go that far. I'll say it. She's got such a fresh take to stand-up comedy, too. And um, we did this one on Facebook Live for the very first time. So like my Facebook page, that's facebook.com backslash Joe Kilgallen Comedy. And I'll be going live, I think, Sunday nights. And then the podcast will come out Tuesday or Wednesday. I might change the day. So just subscribe to it on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll see it. Because I still want to do a thing where I do one solo one, but I keep that tight, like a half hour. I could even do a joke in which I correct all the bullshit I was wrong on when I had a guest on. But look for the podcast still Tuesday or Wednesday. But I'll be going live on Sunday, and then you know we'll cut it up and all that kind of stuff. And we're filming it too, so I'll be cutting up more clips for the YouTube channel. Just a lot of fun stuff, a lot of exciting things going on right now. And um, yeah, I do hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. Um, I love this time of year. I really do. I know a lot of people don't. It's, you know, it can be a bummer of a time for some people, the holidays. You know, if you don't have family nearby, I get that. Uh, but, you know, try to just show some gratitude, appreciate what you do have. And if you don't like where you are in life, work on it. You know what I mean? Never too late. See, now I'm getting serious. I don't know. We got a little, did we get a little serious? We had, this was a fun one. Just to get you excited. I read the lyrics to an Eminem song, an Eminem and Nate D-O-double-G song. So if that doesn't pump you up for the rest of this podcast, I don't know what will. But again, thanks for everyone listening. Uh, write us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way. Uh, Kristen Toomey was on a podcast about 10 episodes ago, 
And uh, it was a really fun one. So if you want to just pause right now and go back to that one, you could do that because we'll have some references there. But we'll clue you in on what's going on. Anyway, everyone, thanks for listening to Killgowns Pub. Cheers. Welcome to Killgowns Pub, everybody. Like I said before, my guest... Kristen Toomey, a repeat guest. A lot of you know her from the episode in which she revealed that she had not bought toilet paper in three months at that point. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone's dying to know, Kristen, what's the TP situation now in the Toomey Two household? Two weeks I've been out. Two weeks again? Two weeks. What is the deal? Why can't you just remember? You're a woman on the go. Pop into a Walgreens, get yourself a couple rolls. And there's a, there is um, a shop in my building, so I have no excuse now except... I think so I'm literally just like in the psychopath. first floor, you could just go into there and get some. Yeah, stock I get up cheese and, and crackers down there, gluten free crackers and cheese. No toilet paper. Well, you just why don't if you're if you're is it? It's not financial, is it? Because I think <laughs> guys, we need to go. There's GoFundMe's for people with serious shit, but. If we need to go fund me for your toilet paper, I figured everyone chips in a quarter and we could get you there. Yeah, indie go go. So you were doing a thing. It was a term I'd never heard before. Called bird bathing. Yeah, I think I made that up. Yeah, I think you did. But I think it should catch on. So you would use the bathroom, mm-hmm. and then w- explain the bird bathing for people checking this out for the first time. <laughs> so Is that the- just you sprinkling some water on your uh, <laughs> so your nether region there? I, I go and I take like a quick bath. Okay. You know, and here's the thing: I got a new job <laughs> with right. James, and I'm not going to say where. But don't say where. But real quick, I don't want to interrupt. Toilet. It's you, James. Who's like the art director of the Chicago comedy scene at this point? Yes, right? he oh, is. that's a good title. I don't yeah. know what to call that's you. All right. Because uh, you produce a great show called Stand Up Stand Up. We'll promote Thank your you shit later. Much. Every Thursday right, night. Right, right. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was you, it's you two, and then several other comedians. Yeah, there's like eleven of us working. So it's safe to say this company does not drug test. <laughs> right. <laughs> otherwise, how in the Certainly hell? Certainly not. Did this many comedians get a job at this place? Yeah. All right, all right. Go go to the bird bath. It's like now. the best job ever. But they have a f- super fancy toilet in there that's heated seats, and it's like it looks like the egg from Mork and Mindy. And when you walk up to it, it opens up like a clamshell, like it Ooh. knows you're coming. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's heated. And it's got the bidets that shoot up. Yeah, we had a whole and episode back. of Kevin Bozeman where we talked about the bidet. Everybody, put that on your Christmas list. The bidet. You could get one for like a hundred bucks. Strap it to the toilet seat, and all of a sudden, your your quality of life has gone from yeah. like barely surviving to I am I'm shitting with the big boys. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're, like a big dog. You're, you're shitting with the one percent. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so I feel like I'm shitting with the one percent there. So you're just saving your dumps for work then, because that's smart. You're on the clock. Yeah. Right. I mean, no, I'm not. There's no rhyme or, re- you know, I don't plan anything, let alone my shits. <laughs> you're not regular then, is what you're saying. <laughs> no. no, I'm not regular in any way. I know very few anyway. people who are regular. Regular meaning I take a shit at the same time every day. Yeah, there are people that do. That seems boring. Yeah. Life's about being spontaneous. You never right. know what's around the corner. Taking regular shits is it's weird for you? I dump it every day at 7.30. I mean, I think it'd be nice to be in that routine. Okay. But then it makes me think that in order to get there... You gotta regulate your diet. Everything's gotta get blander. Yeah, you've gotta yeah. have some. Th- you, you gotta know. regulate your diet. You gotta regulate. I don't want to regulate. I I'm not a regulator. I'm not a regulator. I, I don't mount up. <laughs> I was I'm trying no to think of the next G. verse yeah. of that song. I'm no Warren, Warren G, G. Man, damn it! You know what? I came across. I was at my dad's house, and he was saying he had these CDs he found in the basement, and he was like, "I'm just gonna get rid of those unless you want them." 
thinking they were trash, you know, because who listens to CDs anymore, whatever. Yeah. Best of Eminem. I did Eminem Best of CD. Oh, yeah, you told and me. And the song Shake That Ass for Me. Do you remember that song, James? Yeah, baby. Warren G's on it. Is he? Yes. It's, yeah, that's, it's, I can't sing, otherwise it would, but the lyrics are fucking hilarious, but also if that song came out today, there would be women's rights groups all over it. Hell hell to pay. Because there's, he's like, I'm looking for a slut, would you be mine? Nate said you'd like it from behind, something like that, where it's all talking about, like, he says, I want a girl who will do whatever the fuck I say, every day she'll be giving it up like that, and it's, the beat's amazing, like, it makes me think if this song came out today, it'd be the hit of the summer, but the lyrics about, like, you know, um, he says, like, open your lips for about four or five minutes. And he talks about just getting ahead. And it just, it's great rapping yeah. by Eminem. You know but what I mean? But do you think that that wouldn't fly today? I think it wouldn't fly because of all the, like, the it may, it's just making it seem like I just want a girl who will do, literally it says, he's Nate, I got to get the lyrics. James, can you come up with, can you find the lyrics to, yeah, this yeah, is why yeah. you have a producer. Yeah, all the times before, I would just ramble on until I couldn't find shit. Find for? the lyrics to Shake, Shake That, that ass. ass For Me by Eminem featuring uh, Warren G and um, Nate, Nate Dog. Dog. Yeah, Nate oh, Dog. Come on. And, and Nate Dog sings like the chorus. Yeah. But Warren G's on it too, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Warren G's not on it. I've just been talking shit for no reason. Here, check your phone. I got the Who knows? Phone. It's great. You're going to text me the lyrics? Yeah, baby. Dude. Talk, dude, this is high tech shit. I'm loving it. And then we're gonna get back to the bird bathing because I got questions still more on that. Yeah. I know you said you took a little <laughs> mini bath every time, but does that mean when you were going into the bathroom, were you just stripping naked, knowing I got no? I'm looking at I'm looking at empty cardboard for the third month in a row now. I mean, it's now March and it's been since December. I'm looking at empty cardboard. So you just you just knew. Yeah. So you had to strip. Yeah. So would you go if yes. you were like, all right, I'm taking, I'm taking a long one, all right. <laughs> mama was, mama was running around town. I had some Chipotle in between sets. Do you go in and turn the bath water on? Take your shit. By the time it's filled up enough, no, you're ready you to jump in. No, you don't fill up the bird bath. That would be disgusting. Then you're sh- sitting in your own shit. That's very true. A shitty you got water, little, little shit particles. Yeah, gross. Yeah, no one wants it. By the way, you got to get that? my number because this Facebook Messenger thing, it's fine. But all right. Hold the thought in the birdbath. Here are the lyrics. Fuck, I know rap songs are great, but there's like four billion words. Like a rock song, it's like 19 words combined. Okay, um, there she goes, shaking. I'm going to just word them. Yeah. This is going to be Go funny ahead. to word this. Yeah. There she Freestyle. goes, shaking that ass on the floor, bumping and grinding that pole, the way she's grinding that pole. See, they rhyme pole with pole. That's a point off, if you ask me. I think I'm losing control. And then here's when he starts rapping. She's get in the birdbath. Get drunk, get crunk, get fucked up. Hit the strip club. Don't forget once, get your dick rubbed, get fucked, get sucked, get wasted, shit-faced, pasted, blasted, puke, drink up, get a new drink, hit the bathroom sink, uh, throw up, wipe your shoe clean, got a routine, no one still got a few chunks on your shoestring, he's got puke in his shoes, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, no, when I was dehydrated till the beat vibrated, I was revived as soon as this bitch is gyrated and the hips and licked them lips. And that was it. I had to get Nate Dog to sing some shit Two to the one, to the one, to the three. I like good pussy and I like good trees. Smoke so much weed. You wouldn't believe and I get more ass than a toilet seat. Uh, three to the one, to the one, to the three. I met a bad bitch last night in the D. Let me tell you how I made her leave with me. Conversation in Hennessy. You yeah. talked to her, got her drunk fucking took her away right that right. to me isn't still wrong people a woman could get a guy a little buzz and take him home too so that seems like equality still to me and then it says i've been to the motherfucking mountaintop heard motherfuckers talking scene and dropped if it ain't got a weapon i picked up a rock and when i bust your ass i'm gonna continue to rock get your ass off the off the wall with your two left feet it's real easy just follow the beat don't let that fine girl pass you by look real close because strobe lights lie 
Look true. real close because strobe lights lie. See, that means but make sure she's true. not ugly. No, but that's it, fucking good advice, Warren G. Also, strobe lights affect your depth perception. Meaning, so watch where you're walking. Good call, too. Yes, it's about safety. It's not just... I got headbutted in a haunted house once because of a strobe light. You got what in a haunted house? Headbutted. Oh, headbutted. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's not fun. Well, in a haunted house, especially, that's too close. You get yeah. scared shitless on that. You're probably thinking, yeah. oh, that's not going to get that close. Well, it was also like, hit. good. Fuck you for scaring me. But, oh, you did the headbutting. Yeah. Okay, I thought but it you was got also a tiny like... head. I thought you'd get the brunt of it. No offense. You, you got a little head. Dude, come on. Is you that, know me. I'm not getting the brunt of anything. That's true. You are very tough. All right. Here, I got more into it now. Um, I'm looking for a girl with a body and a sexy strut. Want to get a popping baby step right up. Some girls, uh, some girls, they act retarded, but some girls are about it, about it. I'm looking for a girl who will do whatever the fuck I say every day she's giving it up. Uh, uh, shake that ass for me. Shake, shake that. All right. And then, come on, girl, shake that ass for me. Shake that ass for me. That's the chorus. Can't rush it. a long ass song. It is. Well, hold on. I'm, I'm not going to read all, but I want to get to the. Well, this part's funny. I'm a menace, a dentist, an oral hygienist. Open your mouth for about four or five minutes. Take a little bit of this fluoride with it. That's weird to be. If you have fluoride ready when you're getting head, that's a strange thing. It's I'm, bad for the pi- pineal gland. Yeah. Uh, swish but don't spit it swallow and I'll finish <laughs> yeah, if me, I'm given head I want date, my third eye to open G. you know well, what I mean he's not on this song I don't know why I thought he was <laughs> um, there he goes looking for a couple bitches with some double D's pop a little champagne and couple E's that's ecstasy kids bad it's news called Molly nowadays this yeah. is a song from early 2000s dated slip it in her bubbly we, we finna finna have a party we about to have a party turn the music up like get it started All right, I'm looking for a girl I could fuck in my Hummer truck apple bottom jeans and a big old slut See that part? I feel. He goes. I want a bitch that's at the crib with no panties on. Knows that. Oh, this part's actually nice. Knows that she can say no, but she won't say no. She knows that she can't. She's in control. Mighty. How generous of him. There's there's consent involved. (laughs) Come on, man. Tonight I want a slut. Will you be mine? I heard you was freaky from a friend of mine. It's Adam. He's telling him. And then he goes. No, I'm sorry. Real quick. Now, I hope you don't get mad at me, but I told Nate, this is I'm singing now, but I told Nate you was a freak. He said he wants a slut. Hope you don't mind. I told him how you like it from behind. That's basically the song. Anyway, I just feel like there'd be some trouble with that. You know what? I feel like that just sounds boring to me. All those lyrics sound boring to you? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean. Well, guess who gets to borrow the CD next? Because I've had several people saying I would like to borrow that. I like. It's weird because there's Spotify now. I just mean like that night. Oh, the night sounds boring. But the beat sounds It's like, all right, man. We get it. You know, this was before Netflix, so this was just what people did back then. They went to clubs and got their and dick they, sucked. And they got their dick sucked. This was like '02 when this song came out. You know, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right, so sure. the bird bath. Your pants are off. Or yeah, you just this is how water. I have fun. <laughs> yeah, I take shits and then take a bath. Not a full bath though. We okay, talked about Eminem, that. Okay, Eminem. I see your night at the club, and I raise you a bird bath. <laughs> By the way, if you ever get some merch, which you will, I'm sure, because you've been headlining clubs. You got to um, incorporate the bird bath in somehow. You think so? Just have like, I like a picture of you hovering over an actual bird bath with birds on, like, on the rim of the bird bath. Me as a bird. Because you know, a bird bath is cement. Or you My as a bird with a the bird. hat because that's become your signature Ringo hat, I call it. Okay. It's yeah. a Ringo hat. It's, I'm not knocking it. Yeah. It's, you know, little drummer girl. And um, <laughs> I think that'd be nice. You like, you just, I imagine a bird bath being you not even getting into a bathtub. <laughs> you just taking water from the sink and just sprinkling it up. <laughs> you guys see that on the camera? Just sprinkling it up. <laughs> People listening just to the like podcast, a, just imagine me taking like a my doggy hands, paddle. Like I'm doing like a bowling motion down there. Yeah. The bowling ball. <laughs> bowling. Like you're rubbing a bowling ball, but you're throwing water. You know? Yeah. You know, I grew up in a Polish neighborhood, but uh-huh. there's a lot of Polish immigrants. So people weren't nice to them. Okay. Not me though. And we, we it was a thing called a Polish shower. Okay. You know what a Polish shower is? No. You brush your teeth, deodorant, and that's it. 
Okay. Because it's a real quick, like, it's like just a horse bath. Better. Yeah. A horse bath. <laughs> no, like a horse bath is uh, just perfume, I think. Cologne, yeah. 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 I remember a guy I knew in grade school said, if it smells like cologne, leave it alone. <laughs> Talking about a woman's vagina. I didn't want to say it. You did, though. Thank you very much. How was your Thanksgiving, though, Kristen? Let's, let's go right into family talk yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, that's a weird transition. Well, it that, was, that was good. What, that's why I didn't do a podcast last week. Everyone, Thanksgiving came along very quickly. A lot of stuff going on. So yeah. this is the first podcast in about 10 days. And we're moving into the new studio, so I wanted to wait, kick it off right. You know what I mean? I had to do it like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving for me was a lot of fun. I love the tradition of Thanksgiving. I want to say this to the naysayers out there. There's some people who hate on Thanksgiving, and they say like, Oh, shouldn't this be the day in which the pilgrims just fucked over the Indians? No, this was the day that they were actually nice for a day. Yeah. <laughs> so let's remember that. Yeah. Also, to me, the holidays can take on new meaning. The way words tend to take on new meaning, right? You mm-hmm. know? Um, slut is now a positive word. I feel like it should be at least. No? You don't think so? I don't know. I think people are I trying to re-own know. the word. Um, Thanksgiving does not have to mean really genocide of Native American people. Word. I think Columbus Day is bullshit because that guy was a fucking prick. If you read anything about Columbus people, that guy was awful. Yeah. Like right when he landed, he was like, "Oh, we can enslave these people real quick. This mm-hmm. would be great." Yeah. Like there's like if you read a People's History of the United States, it talks all about what a bad dude Columbus was. They have like letters he sent back to the, like the King and Queen of Spain. Yeah. I almost said Spain of Spain, <laughs> just saying like, "Oh man, there's already workers here. These people are dumb. They're wearing like loincloths and eating off the land. We're, they don't have guns. We're gonna we're gonna mess them up. Like just like a real crazy? piece of shit, you know." So, like, I got 23andMe for my mom, and it came back a total nightmare. Like, the worst case scenario. Like, she was a product of rape and oh, incest oh, and all that shit. Yeah, that's awful. Um, yeah, Merry Christmas. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Sorry well, Mom. Happy Thanksgiving, too. But um, the cool thing is, is one of my, like, great-grandparents by 10 or something is this man, Roger Williams, who's, he signed the Declaration of Independence, and... He, they gave him Providence, Rhode Island, because wow. he came. He was he started the first Baptist church, and he came over and he was like basically saying like, "What right do you have to this land, and who are you to like take this land from these people?" And he was like super friendly with the Indians, and then they tried to kill him. So he walked from Massachusetts to uh, Rhode Island, and then they gave Good him. Walk. Yeah, they gave him. I didn't get any money for, yeah. from it. He just pissed it away. But uh, And here you are. Isn't that cool, Imagine though? if you knew his great-great-great-great-granddaughter was taking bird baths. <laughs> maybe he would have you know, yeah. buried a treasure and for you to find later, right? Columbus, huh? Yeah, well, the, Columbus I get because I know he discovered the new world, so that's why they're like, let's give him a day. Look, the, I'll give him this. He was brave. He thought the world was round when no one else did. So, okay. Yeah, everyone else thought the world was flat. And they're like, Columbus, I you're going to you go off the river. Man. And now people think the world's flat again. Well, he totally got lost because yeah. he thought he was going to go around the world. That's why they called him Indians. He thought he was in India. Yeah. And that's, it's funny how that just stuck. But it's so I get the idea of being like, screw that. The Columbus Day should instead be honoring the natives. I agree with that. But Thanksgiving to me is taking on a more, more than like, it's like, let's be thankful for what you have. It's more of a gratitude day. That started with the first ever dinner between the Native Americans and the Pilgrims. So that started off nice. They had a good time then. And then, you know, shit went a little sideways afterwards. Yeah. Um, and look at your shirt, man. Yeah. But hey, this is proud, okay? <laughs> the Cleveland Indians, here with your logo. This is proud. First of all, yeah, there was Black no Blackhawk tribe. And at one point, there were the Blackhawks Black Space Hawks. So they could even go back. It was named after the first owner's World War I fighter division. They were the Blackhawk division. Really? Yeah. 
And then I knew there was a chief Blackhawk, though, but there was no tribe called the Blackhawks. Oh, okay. So, and Native American groups have said they like it because it's an honorable thing. Yeah. They have no problem with the logos that are honorable, but then some people say none of them are good. Get rid of all of them because even, if there's even one Native American who has a problem with it, then they should all go, which I, I don't know. That's up for debate. I think the, the Cleveland Indians, though, is a big red-faced, smiling, drunk-looking Indian. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Get rid of that logo. And and calling them Indians, I, 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 that's get, the cartoon I get why people get upset, though. I understand the feather. that. Sure, yeah. Right. And the people who are the most pissed off about it, it's always funny to me. I remember seeing people saying, the Redskins is terrible. That's a derogatory slur, Redskins. Yeah. It really is. And there's some people like, oh, fuck that. Tell them to quit being such pussies. It, the people who get the most loud about this, James, you're a sports guy. You'll appreciate this. Right. Is people who aren't even Redskins fans. Mm-hmm. I know people who are like, they live in Chicago and they're like, I don't want to see the Redskins name change. I go, why? You don't give a fuck. You're not a Redskins fan. What do you care? I look at it from an economic point of view. Get rid of it. Rename the team something. That way all the old Redskins merch is now worth some money because it's oh, a collector's yeah. item. They're oh, not yeah. going to print it anymore. eBay will light up. The day eBay would happens. love You're right. Good call with that. Yeah. And then everyone will run out and buy the new stuff. And then after a year or two, people get over it. Yeah. That's just how that works. You know, I don't know. People get their shit in a bunch for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, So you had a good Thanksgiving though. I saw I some did. Instagram stories. Seemed yeah. like some nice family stuff. Yeah, I, I just d- get weird when I see everyone make posts. Not everyone. It's just not a big section of my social media following i don't know what the hell i'm saying or people who i or my facebook friends or whatever mm. um i'll see posts from people dreading thanksgiving because they have to do a family oh my god it's my favorite holiday and it gets to the point where i'm it's thinking you're the one that sucks i feel like don't get me wrong some people have shitty families i'm not yeah. knocking that mm. um and i feel for you if that's the situation but when you see it all the time or i'm just like hmm. i heard this one expression it's like you run into an asshole in the morning you run into an asshole if you're running assholes all day, you're the asshole. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something to that a little yeah. bit. I don't know. I just get uh, No, I, I agree. I think if you think everybody's, you know, I think a lot of times people mirror what you're putting out there too. So if you're, you know, seeing everybody's got a shitty face, maybe check your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like to check, check that ugly face. Check, check no, I do. Face. I do sense that though because people naturally are tribal so if they see all their friends dreading going home for the holidays then they get in their mind about dreading going home for the holidays but it always makes me think i'm like look i get it i'm not saying people don't have shitty families of course they do yeah everyone's got some family where they're like mm. um but don't go then yeah these are adults if you're an adult and uh, i don't know i just feel like you have enough control to be like i'm not going to deal with that or come to grips with the fact that you're just going to ignore that one person i think there's some sort of uh you know people want to have that they want to commiserate about their family they want to bitch about their families with other people bitching about their families and that becomes like a new sub tribe of like oh yeah it's, it, a family sucks right yeah but then they go home and it's not that bad or whatever yeah, you it's know probably not i bet they all have a good time i mean sure if they it's have really that they bad hate, then but... they shouldn't go why would you go right yeah you don't have to you have, yeah. you have control in this situation is there anything more cliche than the asshole uncle, though? I always hear people use that de facto, like, oh, that uncle you can't stand. Yours? I think that's the most cliched thing. Yeah. It's been said to death. I'm like, does, does everyone, James, do you have an uncle you hate? No. No, do you? Uh, no. No, every uncle I know, I mean, I've got some I don't really know, like on my mom's side, but all the ones I know I think are cool. Yeah. I just, I feel like that's just such an easy thing to be like, hey, when you're at home with that shitty uncle arguing politics, and yeah. I'm like, 
Is that is that people? I'm mean, I'm sure they're still. I just want I want to know anyone listening because we got the live feature now. Comment. Tell me about your fucked up family and how maybe I'm an idiot who should shut the hell up and how I don't know what's well, going I on. I mean, technically, you know, my mom's dad was her uncle. That's okay, you got to you got to you got to back it up a little bit. What? <laughs> That's a, well, like wow. I said, with the twenty three and me, your mom's dad was so her uncle. Was her uncle? I just told you that. So no, like, I know that, but I am still okay. She, he molested. Oh, now I. I now my I'm mom was adopted. Now. So okay. like, but because I bought my mom this twenty three and me for Christmas, this is a good fucking uh, commercial for twenty three and me. This is what happened. Uh, oh, if Kristen's mom is listening. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it came back that her uncle by marriage, so it's not blood. Okay. But That's why I got slightly confused. Yeah, I'm not like. Oh, I know. also didn't think, you know, sometimes there's that situation where, um, oh, it turns out my older sister was my mom. She had me when she was like 15 and the family wanted to keep it a secret. Oh, yeah. So they pretended yeah. like, you know, I've seen that like on TV shows. I've never heard about it in real life, but I'm sure it's a thing. Right. So, I mean, we're talking about weird uncles. Like, technically, my mom's. My mom had like the weirdest uncle because it was her dad. Yeah, that's definitely. Well, and I'm sh- and I know yes, one hundred percent. Of course, there are <laughs> shitty ass uncles out there who molest and do god awful things yeah. like that. But like you were saying before, I, the, you have this great thing. But where, like my uncles are cool. Yeah, that one wasn't though. Your great uncle is a dick. James, was there anything? I feel like you wanted to chime in. He's dead. Oh no, uh, fucking Galway Bay. Who runs that? Uh, Nolan, Nolan Rafferty. He wants you to drink the Jack Daniels. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't been really. You well, pour, real quick, let me give a shout out. You can pour me a shot of that. To this beer. Want. What is this? This is a double milk stout and cinnamon and coffee. It's from St. Aaron Brewing. Never heard of it, but James is providing the alcohol. Shout Thank out you. to uh, it's Steve not bad. Cosman it's actually the, a Chicago brewery. Oh, cool. 1800 West Kyler. I know that is. It's off of like Irving That's and That's a Ashland, lot of stuff kind of. in it. Um, Tastes like, like a chocolate It shake. is a little. It's 9% so alcohol, though. Don't scoff at that. That'll get you there. That'll take you there. All right, yeah, I'll pour some of the Jack. We both. I'm going to do it on the rocks. You want on a shot or just I'll throw because uh, I got a couple rocks glasses here. I'll take whatever you're pouring, man. There you go. I'm not picky. You are not picky. Um, no. Yeah, so, but Kristen, you have this great thing that you've been doing that I love at the beginning of your sets where you talk about how there's about 12 people in this audience who just got came here to get mad and pissed off. Yeah. And I feel like you're right about that. I feel like there's something going Thanks. on in society right now where people – like look to be pissed off. They, they they like search. They're scrolling. What's gonna make me mad today? Yeah. Or what can I get upset about today? And what's funny about that is there are people who know that, and then they're scrolling to look for that person to be mad at that person. Yeah. Which is the same thing. Yeah. Because then they're calling them out. They go look at these fucking whiners and complainers. I'm like, dude, you're whining and complaining about the whiners and complainers, which makes you a whiner and complainer and a fucking hypocrite on top of it. Yeah. You're doing the same That's shit. That's me. I'll take the one. one That's more. me all day. Those Thank people. You, Cheers. you know. Cheers. Cheers. Cold brew. You got cold brew. That counts. Um, Kristen is sober. Yeah. If you listen to the podcast with her before on that, but she's cool to be around alcohol. Yeah. And yeah. again, this isn't. I'm not promoting booze. I just fuck off, man. Your uh, show's called Kill Gallon's um, Pub. Don't fucking dance. No, I'm not. Like, here's what I'm saying. I would love to get like whiskey sponsors and stuff like that, yeah, or yeah, alcohol yeah. sponsors would be great. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not. If I have friends who are recovering alcoholics, I'm not out here being like, you know, get fucked up with me. Yeah. I just love the conversations you have at a bar. Those are my favorite conversations because you never know which way they're going to go. Sure. Like yeah. right now with the 23andMe stuff. Yeah. You know, we went from birdbath into like some, oh my God, let's, yeah. I want to give your mom a hug. This is horrible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, we're talking about with you opening your set by saying there's at least 12 of you motherfuckers. I'm right. trying to get my Kristen Toomey voice. Yeah. No, and I do like to, you know, 
it does get me mad that I know that there are people getting mad, you know? It's natural. So, yeah, I mean, also when I get uh, mad, you know, you kind of get ranty I there don't, too. I'm, I'm very mild-mannered Fuck and off, chill, man. and I try to just... You're the biggest liar right I, now. When I, <laughs> I, I'm in touch with my emotions, and I handle them... <laughs> <laughs> I like to process before I react. Oh, right. It's a big thing yeah, I'm working yeah. on. Are you trying to burn your fingers? No, I don't feel it. I do get ranty um, up there. Yes, that is kind of my thing without yeah. it trying. It's not like I didn't set out to be some ranty dude. I just, when I get pissed, I just go See, off. Yeah, I yeah. don't know why. Yeah, I just that's just how I talk too. I don't know. Me too. And so when I, you know, what it is is like I started doing bits where uh, you can feel the tension the past like two years in a room where you know there are people in there that are ready to fucking go. Like they just want to get mad about something. And that was the energy that was in the room. And so I was reacting to that by sort of it, when the whole Trump thing happened, it felt like <laughs> it what? felt like... Which Trump thing? No, uh, him. Oh, him as, just being elected, just yeah. A, yeah. Um, there was so much tension in the room and in my personal life as well. And it felt like there was just a bottle shaken up, you know? And um, so I thought... You're about to blow. Yeah. So I thought instead of like having everybody react to a certain thing, I would just sort of release a little bit of that. And I think when I get up there and I call people out for that and I act like a fucking lunatic and whatever and let that release that out, it's kind of cathartic, not only just for me, but for people maybe watching it, it sort of releases that tension a little bit, which is really what, you know, comedy is, is like building tension, releasing tension in different ways. And this is sort of a blatant way. And then it's, it's funny because I'm little and I'm, I'm mad. You know, like it's funny when I <laughs> well, get yeah, mad. Short people are never known for losing their minds. Napoleon. Uh, yeah, right. No, you know, I it's love like that. Like a little Hitler up there, just like a little blonde idiot. Um, <laughs> you no. confirm what I thought anyway with why you do that. Because I like that you address it because there are, I think it makes the people who are there to be like, oh shit, yeah, I'm in a comedy show. I should loosen up the shoulders a little right. bit and calm down. And, and then it makes everyone else in the room realize, oh yeah, these are the times we're living in right now. And that is a thing. Like mm -hmm. I remember... January 10th of 2018, seeing people tweet, 2018 sucks already. I'm like, it's yeah. fucking 10 days in. It's almost like they had that tweet ready. They had it saved in their drafts mm -hmm. of when I get to shit on the year. Because that became a trend starting in 2016 where people would blame the entire year for whatever happened. Yeah. 28, the year isn't doing it. It's not the calendar's <laughs> fault. Right, 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 right. It has nothing to do with it. How married people are to calendars cracks me up because I think about the person who's like, January 1st, I'm going to start doing this. Why not start December 1st? You don't have to like, you know, it doesn't have to be from this time to this time. Yeah. I was joking about it when I was talking about Sober October where the calendars made it to a point where I don't think I could ever do a whole month because there's something good in each month. October has playoff baseball, which I love. There's Halloween, the fall, Christmas in the air, football's back. I don't want to quit drinking for those Isn't 31 days. Isn't that part days. of the fun though? Testing your limits, seeing how far you can go. No, I'm fine with testing the limits, yeah. but why does it have to be October 1st, October 31st? Why can't you do like um, September 24th, why does anything October have to be 24th? anything, man? Or George, just fucking work out a little more and drink some more water. I don't That's know. Right. Like, I get it. Like, 
I, I've thought about how long I want to, I don't know if I could do a month. And that sounds like an alcoholic's response, but it's more, it's more I don't want to miss out on those events. You know, no, I got f- bad FOMO with stuff. I'm the type of person, I remember figuring this out like in high school going to a party. If, have you ever driven by a party? And you see people like outside yeah. or you, you could see in the window and there's a shitload of people there. I get like anxiety. Like if I'm looking for a parking spot and I drive by the bar that everyone's meeting at and I see all my friends at the bar and I'm like, fucking, where's the spot? I got to get in there. My brain oh, is really? Me- yeah. I get I, the opposite. I'm like, oh, the fuck, I got to go in there. Oh, well, you know <laughs> I what, I get though? anxiety, though. I get real bad anxiety about it. With that kind of, I could segue nicely off of something we talked about before the podcast started, the law of attraction. Yeah. Some people are skeptical of it, skeptical of it. And I get that because it's, look, the secret's bullshit. You don't just think things and they happen. Obviously, you got to put some hard work into it and, and have a plan and all that. But what I do like about it, and, and it was broken down to me like this, if you're on your way to a party and you're thinking, this party's going to suck, guess what? That party's going to suck. Oh, for sure. If you wake up on Monday morning going, ugh, money, this is going to suck. Work's sure. going to suck. This is going to suck. It's going to suck because you're already, but if you wake up going, I'm going to fucking crush it today. I feel like that does. It's just a way of changing. How, if you could change your thoughts, you really could change the course of your day. Totally. And like it's gratitude a is, a, uh, is a big part of it. But with it's the um, attitude of people who are crowds going like, make me laugh or watch what you say. And th- those same people, are, they're miserable though. You know? Yeah. I just get like, I have this weird thing and it's, it's especially in the past uh, year, it's gotten crazy where I, um, you know, like I go into work and I love it. I love my job. I love doing comedy and I'm not, um, I love it. Yeah. And, you do and, love comedy. That's why yeah. I, I th- that definitely shows, which is awesome. You know, I like love it. Um, but I have, I get fucking weird, man. Like, I feel like sometimes I just want to wear a burqa. Like, I feel like if I could wear a burqa, which, you know. You wore a burqa on stage and converted? No, not on stage. You'd get your own sitcom for sure. No, no. Not on stage. There's no female like, Muslim comedians that wear a burqa on stage. I think that'd be a, a heck be. of a hook. But, uh, I mean off stage. That's a thing. Oh, so like when you're like, done, let me ask you this. Yeah. Now, let me interrupt you. Um, and real quick, James, you, I don't know if you heard the podcast that Kristen was on before. No. Was it a couple months ago now or something. You, that was the most inspiring one I've had, I feel Aww. like, as far as from me, because, I mean, Lisa Traeger was on, I've had all these great comedians on that I've taken a little bit from, where I, like, learned something from, where I'm like, oh, cool. Kristen, dude, does not, and comedians watching or listening, you know, which um, I hope there are some, because maybe they'll get something out of this, too. You don't prepare a set list at all. Nothing. She goes up there with nothing and, like, no plan of attack. Uh, and I know you don't write your jokes. I don't write my jokes either. I had the joke in my head, and I write down a couple words, just like like track titles on the back of an album cover. Mm-hmm. That's how I, I view all my jokes. I'll write down in my notepad, like, all right, you're going to do the hang. It'll just say hangover. It'll say, like, ten fingers and toes. It'll say you know, just little titles for each one. Yeah. That's, and, but I don't, I'm not married to it. I'll go off. But I still go up there with an outline in my brain. Mm-hmm. You go up there with nothing. Nothing. Which is so impressive to me. But Thank also, you. now that you're telling me that offstage, what I was wanting to get to, when you're done with the scent, you crush. Thank you. Do you, do you, there's no party that wants to kind of stand by the door and have no. people tell, really? God, so dude. Many, like, maybe that's a male comedian I thing. Fucking I fucking hide, like, uh, when I was on the road, especially, I, I've, I get real, I mean, occasionally I get caught, you know, outside, like, um, this weekend at the Laugh Factory, after my set, I was sitting outside talking to this homeless dude that was there, it's my friend. So I was sitting there talking to him. Is that the dude with the son that's in the military? Yeah. I know that guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were sitting out there, 
and I was sitting on the ground smoking with him. And then all these people start coming out and like they're talking to me or whatever. And I'm literally like couldn't be hiding anymore. I'm like up against this alley, you know, tucked away. Just fucking. You're, get, you know who you are? You're Kurt Cobain. <laughs> what? No, meaning that you love the stage, but you hate all the shit that comes with it. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like you. That's what I mean. But, you know, I think it's just from, it's it's this weird thing. I'm like, uh, oh, it, fuck. very tell, insecure, but also like not insecure. Tell everyone know. what happened to you after you opened for Kyle Kinane. What happened after the shows? Oh, man. Uh, this was in Fort Wayne, Indiana? Yeah, LaPorte. LaPorte, up against the window? Yeah, some women, you know, I got, uh, that's the thing. That was crazy to me because I couldn't hide. After that, we all, like, went out. And normally I wouldn't, but I did. And I was sitting there, and I was eating pizza in the lobby, and two women just came up and put their vaginas on the window. Showed me their vaginas because I do a joke about my vagina. And um, they were, then I got kissed by a woman. Just straight up kissed you? Straight up kissed me. Um, no consent. Yeah, See, no at least, consent. At least Nate Dog had consent. <laughs> I feel like Nate Dog was like, right? Right. You know? Yeah. So that's that type of stuff. You know, it's nice. It would be It would be worse if people... You know, when you have a bad set and nobody wants to look at you, that whole thing is worse. So <laughs> I almost want people to be like, "Dude, it wasn't that bad." <laughs> right? But- I'm gonna, I maybe I'm an attention whore with that stuff, and I think it's an ego thing with a lot of comedians, though, because I, I just get, sh- I know, love, it. Thing, I like the, I'm shy. I like people dude. telling me I'm great after nobody a set. Nobody believes me when I it's say an ego that. Thing, I think, but I am shy in a lot of ways. I'm very, very shy. And then I'm also not shy, and I'm also like a fucking. Yeah, because I would never call you like an introvert. I would never consider you that. But I am, at times, you know. I'm. I would like to break it down. Both. I'm trying to figure out why you could be as in your face as you are on stage, Mm. and then off stage be like, "Go away, everybody." I don't know. (laughs) Is it because you go up there with no plan, and when you kill, you're like, "Wow, how did that happen? I had no plan, and it worked out." I mean, I think it's because I'm. Um, I think it's because I'm super raw up there, and then uh, raw is a great word. You should call us one of your specials raw. Yeah, that's never been done. Oh, how about how about um, delirious? That might work. <laughs> no, no, that motherfucker! Would never you were sell. gonna you motherfucker? Wasn't that the name of the one you were doing? Yeah, you still I working changed. on that? Yeah, so I did that two years ago. I get asked about this special every day, man. I'm it, sorry. And, no, it's awesome because it happened two years ago, and it's like you're the second person today to ask me about it, um, which is amazing because I never released it, and people are asking about it all the time. But um, yeah, I did that, and I paid for that with my own money, and uh, then I kept it, and now I have it. But I want to do like a before and after. So I'm working on the after. But I have to be, because that was like right before my marriage fell apart. And I was super angry uh, with myself. And I took it out on just, I was fucking raw up there big time. I said shit that I never said before. And I had no plan, even though I had spent all these thousands of dollars on cameras, on and, everything, cameras yeah. and everything. And I still didn't know what the fuck but that's I was you say. though that's why i love your you just want to put the best version of yourself so many comedians yeah. are obsessed with trying to get like a tv set but 
but their material and the way they are does not work for a TV set. Right. I used to do That's, that all the time. I never I, wanted that. I, waste, I, I think I mentioned this before, so I'm being redundant for the people who have been long-time listeners, that I, I feel like I wasted a year of time in L.A., Trying to formulate because there is a formula to these late night spots. Mm-hmm. If you watch any late night spot on on Conan or whatever, so many of them have like they open with like, "Oh, I look like this," or I'm, I, you know, whatever introductory joke that you could see as the viewer, like, "Oh, that's a fat guy talking about being fat," or "This is a per-, you know what I mean," like, mm-hmm. or "I'm half this," you know, all that those style of jokes which I never had before. Uh, because when you're, you know, amazing and awesome, you get, there's no self-deprecation. Uh. You know what I'm saying? But uh, and then I tried to force those. So I'm like, I could write one, and I, I, I did. But they were just fine. And I probably wasn't performing it with any real passion because I was just like, this is just some bullshit thing that I came up with so I could get this thing that mm-hmm. I think I want because it's validation. I think that's really why we all want it as comedians because of the validation. Well, because as think, a comedian, I when you tell you people I'm doing this, people are like, well, that's fucking crazy, you know. I think people want that because you feel like that's what you have to do, you know? Um, it is a nice credit, and I'm not knocking people who do it. I, I would still like to do it, mm-hmm. but I want to do it more on my terms. I don't mm-hmm. want to sell a version of myself that doesn't really exist. Well, that was my whole thing is like, why would I want to work to get that and then have people be introduced to me in a way that is not even representing myself. Yeah. So then if they did like it, then they're going to be disappointed when they see what I really do. And if they don't like it, then it's like, well, they're liking, not liking something that isn't me. Like if you're not going to like me, I want you to at least see what the fuck I do. Yeah. You know? And then if you don't like it, then you don't like it. There's plenty of other shit you can watch. Totally true. But I don't want to, um, I learned that early on cause I had a terrible gig where I, had to write uh, roast jokes for this old Jewish man's birthday, and it was like not even me. I was trying to do. Yeah, it doesn't what sound like your demographic. Was. Yeah, I was trying to do what I thought needed to be done so I could get paid. And um, when it, I bombed my dick off, and then when I left, I like fucking cried, and I, I felt like I, I felt like a whore, dude. I felt like that was such bullshit because if I would have just done. If I would have just done my shit and it didn't work, then I would have been like, nah, fuck it. You could it. sleep at night. Right. Mm-hmm. But because I went and I tried to do what I thought they would want and it didn't work, I fucking felt filthy, man. I was like, ooh. I, I couldn't even like, I didn't want the check. I still cash a check, but I didn't yeah. want the check, you know? Um, so that was a lesson I learned early on that I was just like, I don't want somebody that's going to like that version of me anyway. Yeah. And if they... If they're not going to like me, I want them to not like what I want to do. But that's what's the beautiful thing about the internet right now. And I think I was talking to you about this not that long ago. Like, I, there's aspects of social media I can't stand. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really moving society anywhere, but it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, the analogy came to me um, from someone. I didn't think of it. Someone else was saying that. Maybe I read it. To hate social media now would be like being in radio in the 50s and hating television. Like, television is the new thing. So either get on board or you're going to get left behind. Mm-hmm. The internet and social media is here. Yeah. And what is cool about it is you can kind of circumvent the gatekeepers and, do, and create your own shit, which yeah. I know you know, which is why you recently did a website and you're, and you're, you're starting I'm up a here. podcast. We're which, doing that. Which we're going to talk about the podcast you're going to start up yeah. soon. We're definitely going to plug that. And I, I look at a guy like, you know, I mean, obviously Joe Rogan got fame in the 90s off of being on news radio and he was a stand-up for years. He put in the Fear work and everything factor. like that. Fear factor. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so when he started his podcast, obviously he had enough of a name where it could get him going right away. 
But then there are other people who started from nothing and got real big. And and what I love about fucking shit right now, if you work your ass off and build up your following, it creates all sorts of opportunities. Joey Diaz, who I'm sure you're a fan of, James. I love him. Coco, Joey Coco Diaz. The guy's great. By the way, he has a great... Talking about like positive thought and stuff like that. That dude's Twitter feed is hilarious. Oh, do you follow his Instagram? I don't follow his Instagram. Get I got on, on his, his Instagram's Instagram good. right. His Twitter now, cracks dude. me up, man. He'll like, I'm, it'll be like, it's Monday morning. You're walking in with a big dig and a smile. Like, you know, <laughs> I love it's that. Wednesday. You tell those motherfuckers who's boss. Like, he's you know everybody's I mean? he's uncle, like, man. Yeah, he's, he's a good uncle. Yes, he's basically yeah. telling everyone, hey, I believe in you, kick ass, you know. It's great. He just signed a deal with ABC. They're going to, or no, not ABC, Fox. He signed a deal with Fo- ABC. would be a weird choice for Joey Diaz. It's like a family network. He signed a deal with uh, Fox to like create a sitcom around him. Nice. Guy's 56. Yeah, he's the best. So man. whenever there are comics out there who are just like, oh, I don't know, I thought I'd get this by this and this by this by this, I go, stop living your fucking life on some made up timeline that, yeah. you, that, that doesn't exist for anyone. Yeah. The beautiful thing about comedy is that we almost get better with age where music, which every com- people say every comedian wants to be a rock star. And sometimes I think it'd be way easier. You know what I mean? Just to be a fucking, and like, every front rock man. star wants to be a comedian. And every rock star wants to be a comedian, which you have you ever been to a concert where the lead singer tries to make jokes and you're like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> yeah. You're not funny. Although Billy Joel was hilarious. I saw Billy Joel once and he, he told some good stories. Yeah, a good some story of them teller. are good at that. Some of them are good storytellers. Good banter. Yeah. Uh, but it's, they get worse. Some of them, like if like Neil Diamond was just wording wording his songs at the end. Yeah, we're coming to America. Like, or they would they would word it and then sing the last word. I'm oh. like, dude, you're still not singing. It's yeah. fine. We know he, Paul McCartney can't sing anymore. Really? Can't, not really. His voice sounds like shit. Am I being an asshole? Like, I, I, have I you mean, heard Paul yeah, McCartney? You're talking shit about Paul, Paul McCartney. Paul is a legend. I would love to meet the man. He was actually at the Improv in Hollywood the night before or the night after. I did a set like on a Wednesday. That Thursday he was there and a bunch of comics got pictures with him. <gasps> said he was the coolest dude in the world. Yeah. He took funny pictures with him in the bathroom. Like, it, it was hilarious. Like, and he's a Beatle for fuck's sake. Yeah. I, I've I mean, never gotten starstruck. Do? I think I'd get starstruck if I saw Paul McCartney. I shook Robin yes, Williams' hand. Didn't even like worry but like who robin williams i shook his really? hand once yeah i'm trying to think of that someone was asking me the most famous people i've ever steve met steve martin walked in on me in the bathroom get the fuck out and i almost fucking died were you bird bathing or was there <laughs> it was toilet no. paper in play no dude so i was backstage at snl and i had like i was putting concealer on so i was all like tiger striped up and it's a co-ed or uh gender neutral bathroom and so i'm standing there by the sink and the door opens and it's steve martin wearing a fedora and he goes oh i'm sorry and i'm like no it's co-ed which is not the right term yeah <laughs> <laughs> idiot so then <laughs> if he came in like wild and crazy no, guy he, then. he walked he fucking pink panthered in he goes oh okay well in that case and then he like pink panthers in and then i'm like were you like, let me see that dick? No, I was like, Steve Martin, you want to watch Steve Martin's dick? I'm trying to tell you what the fuck. I'm sorry. So then <laughs> he pink panthers in, and then I realized, like, I'm going to hear Steve Martin piss. And I fucking flipped out, and I go, I'll leave. Like, and I just grabbed all, all my shit was on the fucking counter, like, I own the place. And I'm like, I'll leave. And then I just bailed out. He was probably so, thinking, why'd she invite me in if she was going to skedaddle like right, that? Right. But because I didn't, I don't know. I was on one that, that night. I was fucking out of my mind. Two Are minutes you high? later, I was smoking a vape, oh. and Robert De Niro walked by and made eye contact with me. Is he short? I, I heard he's really short. Robert you De Niro? I think I was measured. I was. I don't know. Stunned. I That's a guy move. It. Every time I hear about a celebrity, I go, how tall is that guy? Craziest. Am I taller than him? I want to know if I'm taller than him. 
craziest night. That would Robert hearing Steve Martin piss. And Walking in on me with Robert De Niro. my makeup all jacked up. The last person I expect to see, it's Steve Martin. He wasn't even on the show. Have you been to the Laugh Factory in Hollywood? Yes. You know that back, that back staircase, like yes. by the bar and that staircase, people go upstairs? I was walking down it, and Miley Cyrus was walking up. And you know how narrow that staircase is? Yeah. And I'm just, well, I wasn't paying attention. So I was like walking down there. I look up because a person's coming, and she smiled at me. Very beautiful in person. All teeth. I've never, if you, and then think about it, that woman is just a mouthful, just the biggest teeth you've ever seen. Yeah. Like, um, she smelled nice too. I got a little whiff of Miley as I walked down the stairs. Miley, Miley. Cause she was, um, and then that dude, the big dude, I think she was dating him at the time. What the hell's his name? One of He's those in, uh, No, I think she had just broken up with him or maybe she wasn't dating the guy. Maybe she was just there with him. Crap, I just knocked the table. Um, the guy who was like six, the dude was big. That dude was like six, five or something like that. He was in True Blood. Um, oh, Scars. You know, Joe something. Is it Joe Scar something or other? Alexander Sarsgaard? No, it's not Alexander Sarsgaard. That guy's not 6'5". Anyway. Um, yeah, he is. Is that dude that or big? The, the big blonde No, the dude, the, the hunky guy. Liam Hemsworth. Not fucking Liam Hemsworth. He's not in True Blood. The wolf guy? <laughs> I think he's the wolf in True Blood. Yes. Yeah, okay. The wolf in True Blood. He was in some is. episodes of How oh, I Met Your Mother. Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello. Thank yeah. you. It sounded like an Italian name you were saying, so I went with it. I knew Joe was the first name. Anyway, that dude walked by. They were um, there to see Dane Cook. They were that's friends a, with him. That's yeah. a lot. And then Maria the Shriver was there. Maybe the Hemsworth guy was because no, Miley was with someone who knew Maria Shriver, and she was there too. It was weird. My first, my first night in LA, my wife and I were just driving around. We saw some burger place, and we're like, let's just go there. And while we were in there eating, Law and SVU was on, mm. and I don't know why I was. We just I remember that. And then as we walked to our car, this woman says, "Oh, are you leaving?" Because it was a small parking lot. And I'm like, "Yeah, you could have it." We both get in the car, and I look at my wife and go, "You know who the fuck that was?" And she's like, "Oh my god, yeah." It was Mariska Hargitay, who we were just watching on TV. Isn't that crazy? It was That's trippy. Weird. That was a That's trippier a one. And she looked better in person than on TV. She was like, she's like 52, looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, thanks. The way she said thanks, I could tell she was she's like, beautiful. maybe you two should stick around and we could see what happens. <laughs> when I was younger, I was under the impression that Hollywood was just one big gangbang. Because, you know, when I was a kid, I would stay up late and watch like, like Letterman and Leno. Yeah. And I noticed they always gave the woman, like it was, it was an actress as the guest, they gave him a kiss. And I'm like, that's weird to me because I was like seven. And mm. I remember thinking, they're all sleeping with each other. Even as a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old, I'm like, everyone's banging each other in that city. Really? And then you get there and it's just everyone's going home early because they got to wake up at 4 a.m. to work out like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> that dude wakes up at 4 a.m. Oh, to work videos. out. I've seen him. Really? Sometimes I get inspired and I want to do that. And then I'm just like, but I got to wake up with my son at 6.30. So wouldn't it be insane? How much of a super dad would I be if I woke up two hours before he woke up to work out? You can out? do it, man. You think I could do it? You can, couldn't. You can, not only can you do that, you can not drink for 31 days in a row. I believe I could not drink for 31 days in a row. It's the choice, though. What 31-day stretch could I do it? Maybe February 1st to like the March 2nd yeah. or something. Make it I'll around. do that. Yeah. I'll do that. Um, although the Super Bowl is in February. So there's always a date. <laughs> That's what we did with the society. We were too smart with it, America. We put a big kick-ass day in every month. Yeah. Can't skip March. You got St. Patrick's Day. April, opening day. Yeah. May, Cinco de Mayo. I mean, yeah. come on, right? Come on. June, it's nice weather out, fucking patio season. Yeah, baseball games. Right? July, 4th of July. Yeah. August, nothing's happening in Nothing's August. happening in August, really, I guess. can't even lie. August mm. is the only month. I guess August. Maybe next August. August 2019, everyone. <laughs> Gallon's going to clean himself up for a month. <laughs> I could do it that way. Any action from Facebook Live? Eh, we got uh, Farad's talking to us. Oh, yeah, we'll see up more to? SNL backstage stories. Oh, oh. want to hear more of that? Yeah. Let's see. You got any more inside dope on that? Yeah. 
Um, I met, or well, I said hi to Chris Rock, but he just looked at me because <laughs> he's he was talking to Chris Red, who is our friend. Yeah, our boy. We saw him last Wednesday at the CSK's ten year anniversary show. Yes, which, which thanks to everyone amazing. who came out to that. Two sold out shows. It was great. Yeah, everyone was, crushed. Yeah, it was great. Um, Not everyone, but most people did. My sets are. <laughs> I'm joking. My everyone sets are great. posted on my website if you want to hear. Um, and. Uh, he was so he came. Chris Rock was talking to Chris Red, and said he goes, um, "I was out of my mind that night." He goes, "I only talk to funny people." That's what he said to Chris Red, and so I said hi. Right after that, <laughs> that's a good line. I like feel like you should have been like Chris and Toomey. How the hell are you? That would have been a good move. So he and he literally looked at me and went, and like walked away. And I was like, "I'm a fucking idiot, dude." I don't know, James. I think that's I think that's a solid line. No, you shot your shot, dude. That's a good that's a good play. Is that? That's a good play. Yeah. It didn't work out, but anyway. I maybe I don't know. Maybe he was fucking with you back. No, he was like, Who the fuck are you? I think he was just shocked that I said that. I was shocked that I said that, frankly. It just kinda came out. Just What did Chris Red say then? Nothing. <laughs> he, was he was probably like, to me, what are you doing, dude? Probably like, I'm talking to Chris Rock here. Do yeah, not like, interrupt. why are you messing this up for no, me? No, I don't know. That's, I think I would, if I were Chris Rock, I would have thought that was charming. Because he overhears someone say, I only talk to funny people, and then here comes someone going, well, you've got to talk to me now. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, I like that moxie. I, I don't know. I don't maybe know. he didn't hear you. Or maybe you were no, so stoned, right. you said something I, weird. No, I said. How'd you say hi? Okay, were so you he, like, hi? You say, I only talk to funny people. I'll recreate it. I only talk to funny people. Hi. Yeah, he was right to do that. No, I'm no, that was, no, you were fine. I'm, t- I'm joking. You were fine. I think that was lovely. I would, I would have laughed it off hi. though. <laughs> Maybe it was hi like I that. Know. It was cute. I put a little cuteness on it, and it did not work anyway. Only I don't know. Maybe. And then it just it, that high just hung in the balance. Yeah. Then he just like stared at me for a second, and then walked away. He didn't even say bye to Chris. No. Chris Red. Just. All right, man. I don't know. I don't think that's making Chris uh, Rock any more popular. Well, I don't know. All right. Well, we were talking about the law of attraction a little bit. I'm going to yeah, circle back to that. Yes, but also you're talking about special. Which so I like the idea. So you're going to want to record another thing. Yeah. So I'm going to do before and after, and then release them together. Like a double album. Yeah. That's fucking dope because I can't think of a comedian doing that. Right, and it's going to be. Uh, so different you know two hours of material bam right there yeah yeah and also you know that was like such a time capsule of the right before my marriage really came apart and everything sort of happened and it was really i'm so different now even from who i was then that was just two years ago so i think just comparing the two side by side maybe intercutting them i'm not sure yet but um you know, it'll be. A, it's definitely difference. a lot you could do with the intercutting. Could be something yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Nate Craig. He released oh, an album. Him. He's the best. He released an album called Preferred Customer recently, which you guys could check out on iTunes and Spotify, Pandora. I'm sure it's on everywhere you could get comedy albums. His opening to that might be my favorite opening I've ever heard to an album. It's the God mic, and he's doing a whole God mic thing where he's talking to the people listening to it in the future. He says, I just want to let you know that we're thinking about you. Even though you're not here right now, we're thinking about you. Because the whole idea is when you make an album, you're thinking about who's going to listen to it in the future. Yeah. And he goes, you know, and he talks to them. 
and he yeah. does. I'm not. Do, I won't. I can't even do it justice. But guys, seriously, check it out. It's the op- it's opening track. You can hear it for friends, but buy the album though. It's that. I'm not kidding. It's that. What's good. it called? Preferred customer. But the opening is so fucking good and so original. It made me so jealous. It made me think, oh man, now I got. I, now I don't have to. But it makes me makes it makes you think about. It's an album. You don't have to do the standard shit. You you could do something different because yeah. it lives on the album. You know what I mean? Like, um, so be- so because of that. I'm trying to think what different ways could I do stuff, but I don't really. I thought about the double album thing, but. But I don't see, know. I didn't I don't plan. Know. I don't plan anything. You don't, yeah. And so, so you're I, talking about manifesting, right? That yeah. was the next thing, and um, you know, I believe in that, and I, I have a very vague way of doing that. Whereas, like, you know, I don't plan on. I don't. I. I don't think I've planned anything. Well, that's Ever. so you live in the moment, though. But like yeah. a lot of law of attraction type stuff is planning. Write down your goals. The idea is so if you want to lose weight, some people say write down the weight you want to be. Put that on your fridge every day when you see that number. You go, mm, all right, I'm gonna shut the fridge. I don't need that cupcake that's in there. Whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, by the way, refrigerating a cupcake is underrated. I used to get Hostess cupcakes in the refrigerator. Keep they kept them a little bit more cold. Where if you have them out, depending on the room temperature, it just doesn't doesn't have a crispness to the the chocolate the frosting is a little you know i like a little bit of the coldness to it i don't know where i'm going with this anyhow though um i I, so there is some to that but how you do what do you do just visualize yeah yeah you did you told me something crazy too that you visualize everyone hating you oh yeah i definitely that seems like the law of of unattraction no that that was um that was something that i was doing for real uh and i'm coming out of it now because, yeah, I just imagined all my heroes hating me and everyone hating me. And sort of, I, I was having like this imposter syndrome big time where I was feeling like everything was sort of like Truman Show and like a joke and that I wasn't good at comedy, that I everything was being paid. Like people were being paid to laugh. People were being paid to like book me. <laughs> I don't get paid to laugh. I do get paid to protest, though, all the time. All the time I do. For real, man. It was like a real thing that I was feeling. So it was, you know, not a fun thing. But but I feel like you're not thinking that now, though. I don't know. I the could... last few weeks I've seen you, I feel like you've got a pep to your step. I do. I feel like you're like, I got my own place. I got this yeah, job yeah. I like. I've been crushing on stage. Yeah. I'm headlining a club in Canada. Like, yeah. I feel like you're, you got this website out. You're creating content. I feel like... You do have a plan, but your plan involves some chaos to it, which I feel like works for you. Yeah, my life. I'm just. So I'm whatever pure you do, chaos, keep doing dude. it because I, I have no order great. in my life. But I'm trying to, you know, like I did laundry yesterday. That's big. I'm going to a job. By the way, I like how you left that hanging. Like I did laundry yesterday. Fucking pat my back right now. Right, right, yeah, right, all right. right. No, good for you as an like adult, thirty-something-year-old <laughs> woman with. Children, nice job doing laundry. <laughs> great. Because I'm just so, I am chaotic all the time. And that's the thing is like, I'm trying to add a little order to the chaos. Isn't that what chaos theory is? Patterns forming out of randomness? That's like a thing, chaos theory. So, even yeah, though I mean, you think happens. it's chaos, there's an actual. Right, there's a to method there's to an, my madness. There you go, method to your madness. I but, like that. It's a good term. Um, but I would never acknowledge the message because then it would ruin everything. See, I used to have a thing where I didn't want to, 
I hate it when people keep called comedians artists. Because in my head, I'm like, artists are painters. <laughs> That's art. We're no. comedians. I felt it was a different thing. I don't know. I, also, I don't want to call comedians artists because I felt like it takes it too serious. I thought to myself, if I ever said out loud, I'm an artist, I'd want to fucking punch myself in the face. Yeah. There's I, certain things where I'm just like, no, I'm a guy who tells jokes. That's what that is. That's, and I know it's an art form. Yeah. It's, it would definitely be filed under that according to the dictionary. But anything that took it too serious, I didn't like because to me, this was like this fun dream job regardless of how much money you get it's right. this, this cool privilege that you get it to is. do this it's a crazy thing it's that it's the even fucking that it's luckiest even, thing in the it's world even a fucking thing is crazy it's crazy right and it's the best thing ever that this is even Dude, a thing we get to that fucking... live streaming a podcast yeah this is pretty good too out of this awesome new studio that that's even a thing is amazing too you know what i you was know? thinking the other day is like i was thinking about something that you know, it was making me, I wanted to like bitch about something, you know? And then I, I thought, it's like my job to get up there and bitch. Uh, like a woman who gets paid to, not even just a woman, but just because that's what I am. Like yes. to get up and if something pisses me off, I can get up there and talk about it on stage and get paid well so let's talk, talk that's a perfect it. segue into your it's the, most the podcast you want to do world. it is nuts i love that like i was i was telling you guys a story about how on the ride over to a show i remember having this thought and then i'm like oh i'm gonna do that tonight i could just go up there and and spew, spew my bullshit yeah you know what i mean that's pretty cool let me it's say hi to some people like real that. quick uh brit m slayton the more you know thanks for that shit galway bay drink that jack you cunt i love that Patty Houlihan says, sounds great. Loving the high-tech camera work. Spontaneous dumps are not that fun, Joe. People are talking about the dumps. Britt said, the more you know, I think it was in regard to your uh, bird bathing. Um, Dana, my agent. And mine. And yours. Both of our agents. Yeah. How about that shit? Stuart Talent, what's up? You going to the holiday party? Yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Don't have a plus one. <laughs> she asked if we're doing witchcraft, probably because of the candle situation, oh. I realize. I uh, didn't notice that. Um, what else? A platter puss on the window. That's a shout out to your hey. joke from Farad. So thanks for that, buddy. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. Danny Leon, tell the story when we got wasted on New Year's Eve and you puked in my bathtub. That's true. Dan my friend Danny Leon on Y2K, um, when 99 turned into the year 2000, I, yeah. we took a bottle of Jack and didn't know what to mix it with because we were 14 going on 15. Mm -hmm. And I thought apple juice made sense. That was a horrific mistake, oh, in which I did a lot of vomiting, and I think I passed out um, with my pants around my ankle, and um, oh, you know, man. I was 14, probably had a, a little shitty flaccid dick just lying around on the floor there, you know what I mean? Like, passed out drunk, it's not the best image for yourself. Y2K. Right? Y2K indeed. All right there. Um, now it's good, though. If I pass out drunk now, people are like, solid dick, I like that dick, yeah. but you know, <laughs> at 14, I wasn't there yet. Um, Anyhow, though, and your podcast is going to be called I'm Upset. I'm Upset. So now yeah. you got another. That's what's fucking great. And um, you and I were talking about Joe Rogan's podcast earlier. Mm -hmm. I love and it. And it made me think about because he's kind of like laying down the blueprint for podcasting in a way where to chase his was being insane. You got to do your own thing, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, I do like the free form of his. So maybe that made me because I used to do sports ones, which I still do a baseball one. And I yeah. love talking sports, but we can talk sports right now. What's cool about pub talk is you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. But James also is a fan, and we were talking right. about how I wouldn't go very far because I don't know much about sports. No, that's fine. A, a lesson, really. Yeah. What are you? What's are you putting dead skin into the candle wax no, now? It's wax. So you're getting wax on your fingers, and now it's going into the candle. Yeah, it's just going back where it came from. 
Can you stop doing gross shit around me? For the love of God, dude! I, I dude, saw her on, gross, on the when you are on the Wednesday what last Wednesday. Um, I was walking across the street to go into Timothy O'Toole's, where Camille Chanel is, and Kristen was like yelled out the window at me because she was waiting to turn left. I saw some parking spots because there's one strip of downtown where the block is free to park. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm not naming what streets because no, I don't want don't that. I'm away. not giving that shit away because this is like a fucking. It's like a beautiful. Mecca, this oasis of free parking. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I didn't trust it. You didn't. Most no. people don't when I tell them. So I hopped in your car. I go, wait a minute. I run back across the street while you're in the middle of the left turn lane, get in the car. And as you're parking, you say, I hope this tampon holds up because uh, <laughs> I'm going to be in some trouble during this show. And I'm just like, cool, great. All right, I'm going to run ahead of you now because I don't want to walk side by side. <laughs> well, Marty <laughs> put me in a big box. Our friend Marty Durosa put, put me in a big box. And he was like, I'm going to throw you in that box. And it's I'm a toy like, don't, because box. I'm a period. You're going to fucking squeeze me. You can squeeze. If squeeze you give a woman a bear out. hug, real quick, if you give a woman a bear hug on her period, <laughs> does blood come out? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, come on. Man, we got to be nicer to women, man. Right. All, that's, this is. I said, don't. You're going to squeeze the blood out. Every time I hang and out with one of my female did, friends, I learned something And then he left new. me in the fucking box. I couldn't get out because the box is like four foot tall and I'm only five foot. So I was up to my head and then why don't you just like push then the i box had to have over. jim flanagan i almost would have had to if it was an empty after box? hours it had some coats in it for a coat drive oh uh, yeah oh you don't want to get blood on fucking these poor right. homeless people are gonna have period blood I know. all over their new coats i know their and new so old coats i had to have jim flanagan come over and lift me out and i'm like dude i might get blood on you but you gotta get me out well, of this you box. Wearing a skirt i've never seen you in a skirt i'm sure you've worn <laughs> one before I used to wear dress barn dresses. Well, it's too cold in the winter. I don't know. I don't understand people wearing skirts in this weather. It's about a foot of snow outside in Chicago, everybody. Yeah, but I am gross. I was telling... Uh, yeah, you own it, though, so that's why you're not gross. Everyone's gross, though. No, but I'm eh, a gross dude. Like, I don't care. You just took gum off the desk, put it back <laughs> in your mouth. Um, anything else you want to reveal to us there, Kristen? Whatever, man. Yeah, I don't know. I have chewed up gum in my purse. I'm a pig. Okay. Um, I got more questions, but I don't want to go down that route. What's what? your apartment like? Clean. Is it clean? You keep a clean, yeah. clean apartment. That's because good. Because I'm. I don't own. I don't like buy shit. You don't. Like, yeah, clearly don't buy toilet paper. I don't paper, eat but like, there. <laughs> you got pledge in the home. Yeah, I pledge clean. Is underrated. I clean. Um, I have la- lilac stuff. It smells nice in there. I like a lavender. It's scent. not like gross like that. I'm just gross like. Um, you know, well, you've seen me. I'm gross in this way. Yeah, okay. But I don't like, I don't have like filth around. I'm just um, free. You are. You're, you're a free spirit in that yeah, sense. Yeah, in that way. Do you shave your armpits? Yeah. Okay, I'm just, on. come on. Come on, man. It's a fair question. I like how you immediately went like to raise up like I would see. Like I want to show you. Yeah, okay. And I smell good. I don't fucking... No, like I'm not not, you've never weird. not smelled bad around me. You've always smelled well. Right. Smelled well? Smelled well? Did I say that right? <laughs> smelled like well. Ar- good. Smelled good? It's good. You can't say smelled well there? No. Because of the rhyme or just because it's incorrect English? Like I'm not like... Uh, I feel like well is correct most of the time. No. You and speak I, well. You don't speak I good. I shave my legs. I shave. That's good. I would hope so. I and mean, I like how you showed me a leg that's covered in <laughs> pants and socks. I shave my legs. <laughs> it's like I shave my pubes. I just I'm fucking do a pale. swing at you. Um, I need. Oh, no one's more pale than me. I'll put you to shame with the whiteness. We're so Irish. Yeah, we were talking about Joe Rogan because we earlier we were saying that like that dude 
do you ever feel like totally misunderstood because I feel like he, why you two are laughing? You two are laughing. You guys are right. I know why Kristen's got that look on her face because we were talking about this before the podcast and I said, I'll bring it up. I remember it. And Kristen's like, it's not going to be as good because it's not going to come Because I don't like talking off. about shit I've already said. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Go no, ahead. Let's pretend that, like we like, said it. That dude, I like him because I think he's pretty independently with his views. Um, you know what I mean? But like the people who hate him, I always try to think why they hate him. And I think it's they hate him because he looks like he's a fucking big dude who likes MMA. Right. Where if he was some fucking little pussy like guy who liked different. comic books. Not that guys who like comic books are pussies. I know a lot of dudes who like comic books that aren't. But like, I'm just saying, you know, I'm putting, they put him in a box. I'm putting their fucking style of person in a box too. Right? Yeah. A guy who wears scarves. Which, by the way, fucking overrated. A scarf. It's annoying. <laughs> if you've got a good coat, you don't need a scarf. Three, How much, three um, scarves make a coat. Is that a saying? <laughs> For me, I think so. Have you heard that one before, James? No, because I, I made like it up. But I made it up last year. <laughs> no. So it's a, a callback to my life. Have you ever life. seen someone wearing gloves, a scarf, but a t-shirt? I've seen that me, look. Is that you? That's who the fuck I've seen? Yeah. Take the scarf off. No, I got three scarf scarves on? make a coat. Unless you're covering a hickey, there's no need to have a scarf on your neck. I it like scarves. It just seems useless. It's stupid. We're not in Europe. <laughs> we got coats that come up to your neck. The scarf, I, I've never heard someone being like, if only he had a scarf, he wouldn't have been frostbit. Like it's, it just seems re- like useless. You got a lot like, of nerves on your neck, man. Too. You what ever been punched in the neck? Have I ever gotten punched in the neck? No, <laughs> I've not. That, that well, would suck. I feel like you protect the neck. Right. It's That's why you get a scarf. Without... Same reason you don't want to get punched in the neck is why you wear a scarf. It's man. for padding. Because you got a lot of nerves on your neck. Uh, I, all right. I never heard the nerves on the neck thing. You got a hood on your neck right now. Yeah, which is why I don't need a scarf. I don't have to look like some kind of pompous ass with a scarf. No. Anyway, so Rogan, though, I feel like they would like his views because he believes in like a thing called a universal basic income, which is a new thing that a lot of high-tech capitalists even believe in. Because like it or not, people, the more high-tech, the less jobs they're going to be. So yeah. the idea is this one really smart dude who wants to – this guy's like a billionaire. I think he's going to run for Congress out of Oregon or somewhere. Anyway, he's proposing it where it's like everyone will get $1,000 a month. And it'll actually save money on other subsidies that give out to people. And that's the exact number where it wouldn't be where people just would live off of that. Because you couldn't live off of that. So it wouldn't like discourage. Because a lot of people go, but if you a- give people money, it's going to discourage them from acting. Where's the incentive to actually work if they're getting the money? But they did like a test where it's like, that's the number. Also, we already have a state in the union that does that. If you live in Alaska, you get about $3,000 a month from the government. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Take yeah, off your taxes then or whatever. But, like, like, but to give, you get, if everyone was giving a $1,000 base a, a month. Not only that, but it would, people could be more creative. People would be like, oh, this extra 1000 helps me out so much. Now I could work a little bit less, right. use that to pay my bills, yeah. and then I could work on this side business I've always wanted to do, a side project. And that $1,000 a month is going to go back into the economy and get taxed out anyway. Mm-hmm. But with automation, I like how every asshole was like, oh, with um, – McDonald's is going to automation now. They're going to have like robots because everyone wanted to hire minimum wage. So fuck you, poor people. They got as if that wasn't already in the works. Mm. That's been at grocery stores for like ten years now. Yeah, the self checkout. And these people act like, oh no, McDonald's did this because two years ago everyone wanted to hire minimum wage. You don't think that was no one from McDonald's corporate was walking around a grocery store going, oh, we could do this too easily. So and I don't like how people are happy about that too. Like you want to keep dealing with robots? Like robots don't fuck up. You ever been at the self-checkout where it's like, put the item in the basket. The fucking item's in the basket, you fucking bitch. How, how are you this fucking stupid, you slutty-ass robot? Like, you know, you're, I've done that. Like, I remember one time I just said, they right. go, they, this woman came over to show me how to do it. I go, no, you do it. I, I got mad. I go, you do it. 
And yeah. I know Bill Burr's got this great joke. I'm not ripping that off. But it's a thing that people have dealt with, and it's going to happen in fast food places. And the thing about capitalism, which I do believe in a lot of capitalism, because there's a lot of great to capitalism. I just think don't profit off of fucking people being sick. Yeah. Don't profit off a of disease. That asshole with the EpiPen who was like, oh, let's charge oh, a yeah, grand yeah. for that, even though it used to cost 30 bucks. Mm, so yeah. you got poor people who are fucking, or not even poor people, middle class people, people who should be doing just fine by any standards in any other country, but America decides, oh, you're sick, go fuck yourself. This little thing you need to live, we're going to jack up the price. Right. That Which is bullshit. A profit off of everything else but that, and let's educate people because that rises everybody up, mm-hmm. and then we're, you're better off in an educated society than an uneducated society. Right. Everything else makes as much profit as you fucking want. I'm for it. I do it. I'm a comedian. I would love it like if all my shows were sold out and that money went back toward me. Yeah. I believe in that. Yeah. And then also be pro-union. I don't get people who are like kissing corporations' ass and now they're also like against unions. I go, what the fuck? Do you, corporations like a group of owners. Unions are a group of workers. I don't get how you can be pro-one and anti-the other other than you're a dick. That's essentially I, Yeah, it. I agree. You're right. I do go, I go on rants. I go a little ranty on that. No, I like that, That's though. That's economics. I agree with that. Oh, ninety nine. Yeah. By uh, Joe Kilgallen. You know, means, I feel it's like not even a college accredited course. Machines. Anything below 100 is not college accredited. I think. I think machines are going to cause a bigger problem than McDonald's. Well, no, McDonald's is my favorite example. But yeah. with the machines, Sean Flannery, great comedian, had this post four or five years ago now. I think it was like in 2014, so four years ago, where when Instagram sold, Instagram sold for like 1.5 billion, mm. and at Kodak, Kodak's height was 1.5 billion. Like, the most they were worth at, like, their height of Kodak film. Yeah. Kodak employed 140,000 people at their height. Instagram employed 50 fucking five. 55. That's crazy. And they were worth the same. Yeah. Because that's just the way that the more technology gets efficient. Look, I don't go to the bank anymore. I deposit a check on my phone. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I mean, I, I know I said at the grocery store I want a person there because, you know, there should be some service involved. But it is easier to deposit a check. So, yeah. and ATMs put out bank tellers before the, the app did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's an economic theory destroyed to create, like, oh, we're building ATMs, but now we have to hire ATM operators to fix them when they break and all that. I get all that. That's great. But the more and more that happens, the less and less the pool gets. Instead of having six bank tellers, you go there, there's one or two now. Right. You know what I mean? And you don't need that many, those four people that are out of work that used to be there, they're not all getting jobs as ATM. You don't, you right. don't need that many. Right. So you still are losing jobs, but the idea is you're creating other avenues, which is why even if you're not a pothead, you should be for marijuana legalization because it's just another revenue stream. It's industry. a new industry. You need, yeah, exactly. You need more industry. Mm-hmm. So all these people who are like jerking off for a past that never really existed where it's like the dad worked and the mom stayed at home and they owned a house and two kids and a car and a driveway and all that. Yeah, yeah because there were, unions were strong back then. Unions were yeah. super strong. It was like 60% of Americans were in unions, and now it's like 20% or something. And it used to be a guy with a $40,000 a year job could take care of all that. That doesn't exist anymore, and a lot of that is because of the greed of capitalism. So as much as I do like capitalism, I think it needs to be checked big time. There needs to be fucking um, well, regulations. These people who think get rid of all regulations, that's why the fucking E. coli and lettuce Lettuce is being taken off the shelves because we deregulated the people who are checking that. There used to be people who were like checking, is this good lettuce? They deregulated that to help farmers, which really meant they don't have to fucking, you know what I mean? You know what's crazy to me is that in a country of 350 million people, 13 people get sick and we pull every fucking head of lettuce off the shelves. That seems like 
It seems like an bit, overreaction. Yeah. It yeah. Seems a bit weird. You think they'd be able to just check it on the shelf, but I feel like unreal, unbelievably like they can't for whatever reason. It just seems like a fucking, um, I don't know, you know, and then it's like all over the news. It's like a big deal. It's like, all right, well, we're talking about 13 people out of 350 million people. Doesn't that seem weird? It's just, I think the health risk is there must be lawsuits to it, right? If you're getting E. coli and you buy it at Jewel, shouldn't you have it? I don't right? know. It just reminds Ooh, me of like. TV screen back there. That's dope. That a, keep going, Kristen. Keep going. Uh, oh, sorry. That a, a bowl. Remember the uh, Ebola? Ebola was a different thing. I know. E. coli sounds like that. But no, I, I, I know, know it's oh, a different thing. Everyone was freaking out about flying. No, I'm talking about like, I know it's a different thing. I know you knew that. I'm there sorry. There was one person. Remember, th- we watched that one person. They kept looping the story of her getting in a hazmat suit off the plane. And they kept looping the footage of that over and over for like fucking 12 hours of yeah. her going from the plane, being escorted in the hazmat suit. And it was like the fucking, like the, what was that alien movie where the, the bacteria goes onto the shuttle and fucking kills everybody and it's like this little Petri dish. Spider-Man 3. Sure. No. Oh, uh, Petri dish. Oh, no. What was it that? It just came out. Was it called Life? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Oh, okay, I can't see that one. I was thinking it about was like the, this... how Venom. Venom was in outer space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, All right. Symbiotes, yeah. Fair. Um, it just seems like that was fucking crazy, right? That we all made that big of a deal. And the stuff there we was don't like three thousand troops Obama sent for that Ebola thing. That, now we've got I think the caravan. A new, a new plague is terrifying, though, when you think about it. If it spreads like that, but it is right, nuts. But where it's like it's fucking. It was bullshit, man. It was bullshit. It was, and it's like, well, what is really going on? That we're all watching this same footage over and over again. Are you into conspiracy stuff? Ooh. Is that conspiracy or is I that don't just know. fucking? I just thought maybe that's where you're going with that a little bit. Is, is this that the guy just who logic? wants to? Do the universal See, I don't know income? what logic is. This is the like this that. is the guy Andrew Yang. Andrew um, Yang. He's the guy who wants to do UBI from Oregon. And what's he? He's a tech guy, right? He, he works um, in some industry. I think he's an author. Who is this? This is the guy Joe. Is he an author? I thought he was like a big money guy. No, um, not the EpiPen. This is the guy who believes in what's called a universal basic income. UBI. So he basically wants to supplement everyone's income by a thousand bucks a month. Just give everybody a thousand dollars, and that'll kind of he thinks that'll undo like what machines are gonna do with like replacing people with work so yeah. kind of you know like you brought up with mcdonald's like people are getting phased out of working at lower like agency jobs i guess because it's you know we don't need to pay people to do that so in order to offset that this guy wants to give people money to just live because like that's what this is all about yeah, and right? it would replace money. welfare so if you're already getting six hundred dollars a month yeah you're not getting a thousand on top me. of the six yeah exactly yeah so it would replace welfare. what does he want it, it's for not, it's cost nothing effective like, it, well and see the the was he running for president or something? Yeah, he wants to be president. But th- okay, so he wants something. This is the platform well, that's running. Who but doesn't this is something want other. something? Mark that's Zuckerberg what I said, and you said nothing. Warren Buffett has brought this up. There's been other like big time right, but, uh, people in the economic world who think this is going to be the future. I just want to know what he wants. That's all. He wants to be president of the United States. He just okay. wants to help people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a position where everyone wants a little something out of it, I feel like. Everyone wants something from everything. Although I will say that Obama... What was his? Yeah, thing, he clearly, you're a psychopath if you want to be a president. Obama, I think, was you know he was a he was a good guy. Obama, I feel like Obama he felt was a, right. Yeah. Was a good guy. I mean, I know people didn't like him, and I don't and, know why. That like he he made hard decisions, but he was uh, he was a good president. But even if good, you didn't like him, I don't think there was 
if you could say I hated this decision, that decision, that decision, that decision, could you honestly justify he was coming from a place of like fuck you to anybody? No, or I definitely don't know. You not. Could, you, I if don't you don't know like him, I feel like from. you could say he, I feel like he was wrong. There's a difference. He was definitely like wrong say, about stuff. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy Carter was a sweetheart. I feel like he was wrong about some stuff. Sure, but I don't think he was ever coming from a place of, of like hate. to me. The people who were like Trump's going to come in and, and look out for the little guy. I'm like, no, he's not. And nothing, and nothing he did did that. That tax cut was purely to help his buddies. Yeah. Right. Everything about I don't know. Like, that's just. And to even go, I think the presidency is a job, and it, you know, Obama was a good was good at that job. Yeah. He definitely held the office with class. Right. That's sure. what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think that's really. I don't know what goes into being president, and I wouldn't want to know. Charisma. But I think charisma helps. I think that um, being a voice of like calm in times of uh, sadness and chaos is very important. Not being a 72-year-old man who tweets at 4.30 in the morning, that is something too. Yeah. Even if he wasn't president. And he was a 72-year-old man tweeting. Yeah. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like, imagine your dad. He doesn't even own a cell phone because he thinks they're stupid. Yeah, Yeah. he's like the happiest person I know. He's just not in that world because he's just like, why would I want people knowing where I am at all times? Why would I need a phone with me? Why would I, like, that's just, and that's how I think everyone of that age should be. Yeah. Because is there anything sadder than, like, the people in their 60s on Facebook who still can't figure out Facebook and they're just doing it weird? Anytime I get, like, chain mail in Facebook, like, pass this along. Yeah. Pass this along. Send it I to the next nine out of ten people and you'll get good luck. I'm like, this is chain mail. That was the worst part about AOL back in the day when that was the new thing. And you idiots are still the only people doing it. Yeah. No one in their th- even forties, thirties, or twenties are sending that stupid shit out. Right. It's weird. Like, you know, even when people have good intentions, someone sent me a thing, and if they listen and this, I mean this in the best way, they sent me a thing saying, My friend's daughter is sick. Uh, pass this photo along. Um and I remember asking, like, oh, is there, like, a GoFundMe I could send money to? Right. And also, do you want me to share the photo? Or it said pass along in Messenger. I'm like, so I'm just going to message this photo to people? <laughs> hey, here's, here's a sick girl. Yeah. Feel sorry for it? There was no follow-up. And I even sent a message going, hey, I'd like to help out. Is there, like, a GoFundMe? Or I could share the link. I could, you know, like, it's like I feel terrible. Letter. But it was just pass it along. Like, what is that doing? That girl was too She was, like, four. She's going to be, like. Yeah, share a link. What do you fucking do? Like, she, even she knows this is a shitty way to get me better. You know? <laughs> right. This isn't doing anything. Yeah. No, it's not going to help at all. And if we're talking about manifesting, then what are you manifesting here? Right? I don't know. Yeah. Likes. Likes. That no, is... not even if you're doing it in Messenger. You don't even get likes. I was hanging so out. So what are you ma- manifesting? That's like cancer awareness. It's like, I'm fucking aware. Yeah. Yes, it. raising why, money for awareness. Why? Why Fuck are you that. drawing? Why are you focusing well, I mean, on it? I feel like it's not raise money for like uh, someone no. to spend money on research or something. Not right. awareness, right? Like fuck Susan B. Komen, by the way, she's full of shit. I don't know about all that. I'm just saying. No, like, she is. I'll get to it. If in a you're second. talking about like manifesting law of attraction, focusing on shit, it should be like um, wellness awareness. Or something. Well, there's some that, stuff like mental psycho, health stuff, you know what I mean? depression that is still. I'm just saying, like the, the average person thinks, "Oh, you're depressed. Fucking cheer up, Buttercup." The like, angle that of that stuff it. is is an archaic way of looking at it. Might be dangerous. Might be might be counterproductive to focus on the the language of um, cancer awareness. Like we are are aware. We are aware. And uh, like knows. being aware of that word, even being surrounded by like it might be. Like bad. It, it could be. It might be bad, you know? I don't know, but... No, I hear you on that. I just think... 
Oh, I brought the Susan G. Comer, Susan B., whatever the hell her name is. She's the breast cancer woman. Doesn't have breast cancer, but she's a charity. Mm. But she copyrighted the phrase, find the cure. And other charities have used it, thinking, whatever. And then she sues those charities for using her little phrase. Mm. Is, does that sound like a charitable person? And the whole pink month in the NFL, which I don't think they did this year. Did they skip that shit this year? Good. People finally got on them. They were doing like pink jerseys. Mm. Proceeds were going to breast cancer. Guess how much? 8% of every jersey sold. Those Ooh. were $150 jerseys, I'm assuming. And only 8% were going. It was just some bullshit way yeah. to get fucking people to feel like, you know what I mean? Like, I just find yeah. that to be so fucking You know phony. what would be like cool is like cured or something. Yeah. Do it. If you're going yeah, to like do it, do it for real. But there's a lot like of. healed. You know, know, like. I know a lot of people like. like um, it's a libertarian viewpoint to be like, get the government out of everything. And then charitable work, churches, charities, local communities, they could do this. And we see they rip, they're just as corrupt as any government would be. Yeah. They spend the money wrong too. They fucking, there's always someone stealing something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So always something, someone, something about uh, Susan G. Komen too, uh, you'll see up here. She, uh, their corporation partners with uh, companies that deal in chemicals that, that, cause, that cause cancer. cancer. Yeah, real quick, I'll read this for everybody. In 2012, Komen partnered with the Coca-Cola company promoting fused tea with 31 grams of sugar. That's a lot. Um, high fructose corn syrup, which is like deadly as hell. It's genetically modified. Uh, sucralose, I think that's how you pronounce it. Sucralose, yeah. And preservatives. Is this a beverage that should be promoted alongside claims to be researching the cure in parentheses for breast cancer? Yeah, I mean. Wow. Well, real quick, the Yoplait yogurt company's bad. Hello campaign and called Save the Lids to Save Lives. They don't have 10 cents per lid with special code. Oh, because I thought yogurt was pretty healthy for you overall. Not Yoplait. Not Yoplait? That Yo shit's candy, dude. Is it? It's like all sugar. Well, I get Aldi brand. There you go. Man, it's probably pretty good. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that stuff, yeah. I don't know. I just like... That's another, you know, I was... But see, isn't... It, you know what I mean? Like a hidden agenda. But none of that is like... I've never seen that before, but I've seen that woman in that hazmat suit walking <laughs> from that plane for fucking 12 hours when she got sick. Yeah, because the news knows. I mean, local news is where most people get their stuff from. And the other news, when you have 24-hour news networks, which is really, that show the newsroom I mean, HBO was pretty great much, in the sense that's that. That's a lot of material right there that they could delve into for, you they know, could, but they don't. 24 hours. I just right, don't know why. Maybe because, oh, you know why? They're sponsored by Coca-Cola. Yep. So they're not going to trash Coca-Cola. That was the thing. That's why I brought the that's newsroom, crazy. that HBO show. You ever see the uh, newsroom, the HBO show? It was on for yeah, a few yeah, seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, Aaron Sorkin show. And they talked about how the government mm. created television, essentially, mm. um, through satellites and all that. It was technology funded by the taxpayers. So the, the American people gave the airwaves over to the networks in return for them giving the news. That was required. They had to do the news. The mistake they did was not having the news be ad-free. So every if, if we would have done it right, or I don't know why we don't start this now. We could, but you know, so much corporate interest, there's so much lobbyists and so much money. That's why getting money out of politics. I had Brett Ernst on the podcast way back when. Brett's a pretty big right wing guy, Republican, but he's very honest and fair with his shit, though. I give him that. Um, like he's consistent. You know, there's, there's no hypocrisy. So I could talk to that dude like that all day. He's a good guy. He talked about his the biggest issue for both sides, right wing, left wing, should be getting money out of politics because that's that's the thing that causes all this shit to be fucked up. Because if they did the news that was commercial free, they would give you the real news. Mm. Like you'd say, they would tell you Coca-Cola is a bad product for you. Look, I love a can of Coke, but it's terrible. You could use Coca-Cola as a cleaning product and it's better than most cleaning products, which would probably tell you it's probably not good to be putting in your body, you mm. know? 
And but they're not going to reveal that shit to you because of the money that's behind it. And they yeah. want to tell you the stuff. I read a thing that violence across America these last four or five years mm. is the lowest it's been in about a hundred years. Uh, there are less violent crimes happening. In about you wouldn't know years. by the news. Though. No, you wouldn't. But uh, but the news is reporting on it fifty percent more. Really? Meaning every, every time a gangbanger cuts a fucking fart, they're <laughs> reporting it. It is, and it's scaring the shit out of people. And I have a theory. So maybe here's my conspiracy brain. They're scaring people into staying at home more. Complacency. Complacency. Thank you, James. Staying at home more because when you're home more, what are you doing? You're watching TV. You're consuming. Mm. And you're hearing the shit they want. You know what I mean? It's, it's all that's, – that's my crazy theory. I don't know because – it's and well, that's it's what people never, talk about. It's no never one's, been you know, easier to be agoraphobic. Oh, yeah. Oh, you totally. got DoorDash, Netflix. you got Netflix, you've got Postmates. I mentioned Aldi. Aldi can, delivers now, too. I could yeah, get toilet everyone. paper delivered. Portillo's delivers. <laughs> get yourself a nice Italian beef with some hot peppers. Yeah, oh, I'm hungry. No. I'm always hungry now. Yeah. As soon as you mention Italian beef, then. Anyone, you need a little more Jack there, James? Yeah. I'll slide some over, man. That's neat so, now because the ice is melted. But, uh, yeah, you really don't have to leave your place. You don't. You can work from home. Oh, a yeah. lot of people work from it home. Sounds good for a shut-in like yourself, Kristen. I'm not After shutting. a site, you can go home and just be away from everybody. I'm kidding. I do like to be away from No, it's good people, that you don't have an ego like uh, me and all these other psycho comics who, when we have a great set, we stand there at the door going, oh, hey, yeah, thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. I don't know. I get a kick out of it. That's I think okay. it's just another way. I, I just like when people say, I don't hey, judge you, you for that. Like, I think, well, do whatever you want to do. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Because I still have to work what hard. Do I care. Yeah. No, right. I yeah, know. Get, I'm get your handshakes, man. <laughs> Kiss them babies. Get them yeah, handshakes. Yeah, why not? Run for office. All right. How we've known? We've known about an hour and a half now, right, man? All right, Kristen. What's the? Let's your podcast is gonna be called. I'm upset. I'm upset. Give everyone the rundown of it. Um, just stuff I'm upset about. You know, like you're gonna have gas or just gonna be you ranting? Yeah. You have gas. Both. You know. Cool. Both. Nice. Um, One a week. I'm doing what? One podcast a week. One yeah. a week right, on cool. Monday nights live streaming, seven thirty on a Monday. This will be typically your normal time slot. Yeah. I think I'm going to slide to Sundays. Yeah, exactly. And then release it as a podcast Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I still want to. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Enough about me, everybody. Um, yeah. And it's um, my first guest will be week two, December. Um, first. No. No? December 1st the is first week, Sunday. The first Monday of December is my first podcast. But then okay. my first guest is the following week. Okay. It's going to be Rena Calm. We're going to be talking about Me Too stuff. Oh, very nice. Rena's been on this podcast before. Stuff like that. Yeah. All right, so that's great. I like that. So it's free form, basically. Yeah, Just stuff that I'm upset about and off. stuff that I'm confused about, you know, because I do, like, feel... Give me an example of something you're confused about. Maybe I could help you. Yeah, all right. I can't. <laughs> um, you know, like, my situation is that I'm not, um, you know, I feel like I'm kind of growing up now, like, and I'm 37 and I'm living on my own for the first time and I am figuring out how to, you know, pay bills and be alone and I feel very vulnerable for the first time and also just kind of figuring out how to be, like how to live in this way and not be someone's wife and just a mom. And it's crazy. So 
it's a lot. You it know? is a lot. It's you know, I lot. lived by myself once for like a month or two, and all my fish died. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to turn their heat. I had to turn the little light on overnight for them. Yeah. And I forgot to turn it on when I left for work in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then when I came home, I, I went from work to a show. When I got home, as I was walking up my apartment steps, I smelled. Well, you're like, a real piece and I was, of shit. I was, I was, I was heartbroken. I was fucking heartbroken because I love those fish. I bought guppies or they minnows. They were min- whatever they could. Ro- it was probably an ecosystem going. They banged, and then there was mini ones. I started Come with four, on. and I ended up with fifty. I'm not Come bullshitting on. you. There's been comedians who saw this. I had comedians over. Ellie Clayton saw him. Um, James Fritz, what you, Rudy Ascott. You got witnesses for your no, but guppy they knew farm. I had, they knew I had a guppy farm going. You got witnesses. And for I had your one algae farm. eater. I had an algae eater who was huge, and he oh would eat God. all the algae and clean the tank. His name I named him Barack, actually. And then the, all the other fish were named after characters from uh, a show called Gossip Girl. XOXO, great show. I still haven't seen the last season. Nobody fucking ruined that for Never me. Never saw it. Good show. I, I ended up getting too busy with my life to watch the last two seasons, which is nice. What is but this? You were you farming feel, fish, watching Gossip when you Girl. Up, though, Jesus Christ, I know, Christ, and then my man. fish were dead, and it was a bad situation. So, but guess what? Guess what? When I was living Jesus. alone, I was still buying fucking toilet paper. Well, thank God. Yeah, which is like, as a man, Real I needed bitch. half as much as you do. Well, I'm a bitch. You want to fight now? Watching Gossip we Girl. To fight to me. Farming fish. Don't. That's a bitch ass thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Maybe I'm in touch with my fucking uh, feminine side. <laughs> you little bitch ass. I'm just kidding. Fish I'm wearing a hockey man. sweater. I'll I know, yeah, and you're Let's not go. owning up to it. I'm not. Whatever. You're man. shrinking. Sometimes I like to show everyone sees me as this psycho who has rage problems. It's yeah. nice to show the softer side. The softer side of Sears. I listened to the Cranberries the other day and it felt great. Oh, Sears is going away, which is sad. R.I.P. Sears. Come see the softer side of Queen. <laughs> You see the softer side of queers? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when a woman says homophobic stuff for some reason. Not that it's that was homophobic. homophobic. It's not, but you know what I'm fucking saying, right? If I said if I said softer side of queers, you think that would be you think that shit would fly? Yes. No. No, it would not. No. There, are you in the mic? Are you even in the mic? I'm in the mic. All right, you got the headphones on, so you should be able to hear I yourself hear a little bit with that. All right. By the way, Timmy, I don't like the eye rolling. You're giving me a look like I should wrap up the podcast. That's not how this podcast works. Okay, it comes to a natural flow. I don't just fucking end it out of nowhere. I used to ask questions to people. I think I'm done doing that, though. Or maybe I'll bring that shit ask back. Ask me a question. How'd you lose your virginity? Oh. You don't have to see? I, you said ask a question. I, I, went, I went hard. I threw a yeah. fastball right down the middle on that one. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, we could, I could ask a, a, a safer question. Um, it doesn't have to be sexual. I feel like it's so easy to just ask sexual questions. What's a good one? Um, have you ever been in a fist fight? What was that like? Like woman on Come woman. On. Yes. You have been, right? You know I have. Badass from Elk Grove? What do you mean I know I'm I have? I'm not Elk Grove every fucking time, 10 years I've known you. It's Villa Park. Villa, Villa Park's a little bit tougher than Elk Grove. Very good. But you did live in Elk Grove. No, I didn't. You lived in Elk Grove. No, I didn't. Wasn't, I did didn't you get arrested in Elk Grove? Probably, but I did an open mic in Elk Grove. I remember giving you shit once. You made a post about the Chicago comedy scene. I'm like, relax, suburbs. And you, you got very upset oh, about Oh, yeah, it. we got in a fight about that. And I was like, I'm just giving you shit. Relax. Yeah, it's all good. I gave you the mileage between, yeah. Yeah, you were like, I'm closer I'm than like some parts of the city. I'm like 14 miles straight west of the city. Yes. Yeah, we I did know. get into it. Don't look at the chat. Danny Rhodes just spoiled Gossip Girl. Who said what? Danny Rhodes just spoiled Gossip oh. Girl. Don't, look don't at fucking, Danny. what the hell, you know Danny? Danny. I know Danny, and I expect more from him. <laughs> Danny, she's the one that said queers, not me, man. I'm fucking respectful. Come see the softer side of queers. That's for you, Danny. 
Um, that's, that's gonna be that should be the opening to your fucking um your I'm podcast. Upset. I'm upset. I'm upset. Here's your jingle. What were we? Oh, I don't know, but you're fucking arrested? with the wax again. When I was arrested. When you were arrested, fighting? was that in Elk Grove? Is that where I thought that? No, you ran an open mic. Why were you? So what age were you when you got into the fight? Tell me, Which how'd you one? scrap? Which one? You got in a lot. You got arrested multiple times for fighting. The tent. The tent one. Yeah, tell me. It's a great fucking story. I think I've told this story. I fought. I got into a fight with three dudes. Danny was there, uh, <laughs> and I got into a fight with three dudes. Where? A couple years ago. Where was this? You were in a tent? <laughs> a couple of years ago. Outside. A couple of years ago, so at the age of 35. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was outside in a tent, smoking, and I got no This fight. wasn't camping. This was like a... No, like a, the back of a bar. Oh, okay. Thank you. Outside smoke tent. Gotcha. I thought you were camping and... like a little bitch. <laughs> you no. would go camping. Cam- Fuck you, Webb, man. I had, to give her, I had to give her shit back, man. I go camping twice a year. Don't I know you do. Um, if you lived in LA, you'd be one of those dudes with Aaron Weaver going to Joshua Tree every weekend, fucking right, shrooming I would. it up on the Oof. on the tree. Fucking right. Yeah, so I got into a fight with these dudes, and they one of them body slammed me on the fucking pavement, and then I got a hold of him, and I was fucking I had boots on, and so I was kicking my boot heel into his shin, and I grabbed him by the collar, and he was like, "You're fucking crazy." He what started like, the fight again? So I said something, and then um, you can't leave this part out. What'd you say? I forget did what you I call said. him queer. Is that what you did? No. All right, no. just checking. No, I said something, and then they said something, and then they got. Uh, <laughs> I love the fucking detail with this. I said something. They said something, and then yeah, I was trying to break his collarbone. You know how fights yeah, work. You know how it goes. Yeah, that's what happens. Said something, something, and then I. They fucking body slam me, and I fucking hopped up because. So it's three dudes on a on a five foot woman. Yeah, and and there was another guy there that was on my side. Okay, cool. So So two of them were fighting with him. Okay, but the thing about me is, is like if you fucking hit me or you knock me down, you better fucking knock me out or kill me because I will get up so fucking quick. And when I get up, I'm fucking out of my mind. Yeah. So. He, this guy body slammed me, and I fucking hopped up so quick, it scared the fuck out of him, first of all. He, they didn't know that I was going to get up. And then I grabbed him by the fucking collar, and I had these boots on with a heel, and I was fucking digging my heel into his shin and grabbed him by the collar and was dragging him into the bar, and he was scared. He was like, you're fucking crazy. And I'm like, you're fucking right. I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm like, you want to fucking hit women? You think it's okay to hit women? So I opened the door. I go... Get the, I throw him in the bar and I go, get this motherfucker. Like, throw him in the bar. So my husband at the time comes up and fuck, doesn't ask any questions. Just fucking headbutts the That's dude, such an right? Irish move. Her husband's from Ireland, yeah. everybody. Ex-husband, 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 sorry. And breaks the guy's nose. Then everybody's fucking kicking everybody's ass. And then the cops come. Danny's commenting because he was there. And then, like, my ex-husband was, like, in a rage because... Somebody touched his wife and whatever. And so the cops are trying to calm him down. And I'm like, let me just talk to him to calm him down. And then the fucking cop pulls a taser out for me. A taser. Did they tase you? No. I said, they pull the the taser out. And I say, what is that? A new toy you want to play with? To the cop. Yeah. (laughs) And then (laughs) the sergeant... Turns me around, and is like shut. And your shut dad was the chief of police, so yeah. you know how fucking they get with jokes like that, right? So he 
pulls me around and he's like, shut your fucking mouth. And I said, fuck you. Then I'm arrested, right? Bat, hands behind my back. This was in Chicago? No, this is in Elmhurst. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe that's why I thought Elk Grove, Elmhurst, supposed to start with an E? Yeah. Western suburbs? That's yeah. why. All right, I'm not dumb. So um, then I got arrested and then I was like, banned from that bar for up until like recently I'm, i was banned from this bar called yahtzee's over near galway bay and mm -hmm. i said i never want to fucking come here anyway i hope you go to business guess what they went out of business yeah that happened <laughs> happened See, to macaroni grill for fucking firing me too yeah i've been kicked out of a lot of bars there was a lot of bars around my house that i couldn't i've been to. kicked out but they never luckily i was able to go back into some that globe pub on, yeah. on irving i got yeah. i got ejected oh, really? from once yeah because i tried to At fight marty de rosa at yeah, the, the mic. mic. Yeah, I was gonna fight Derosa. Just me and him talk about it. I was, yeah, I was, I was drunk, but uh, I think he was too. It was an open mic, and they were being dicks, and I wanted to work on some shit, and they were like being assholes, and mm. I told him to fucking knock it off and all this shit. And I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna be the bigger person. I'm gonna walk away from this. As I'm walking away, I was wearing this like red Wisconsin sweatshirt. Yeah. And he said, Yeah, walk away with your fucking red sweatshirt. And I stopped in my tracks, turned around. I remember when I was walking back, Dean Carlson, good friend of both of yeah. ours. I missed Dean. I got it. Anyway. Yeah. Love that dude. Uh. I was, I was walking back. He just said, Joe, don't, because he knew me. And I was like, nope. And I, I like, Maddie Ryan, Jr. Stop, kind of like one other person, like, grabbed me from, like, getting near him because I got, I got, I wasn't going to hit him. It's Marty. I probably would have just, like, grabbed him. I, there's some friends you could never actually hit, but I definitely wanted to give him a shove. Mm. And then, like, the bartender, like, said, you're out. And I was like, fuck you. And I think I knocked some glasses off tables on the <laughs> way out or I did something. I don't know if that, I did that once at a bar. I don't know if that was this time, but yeah. I feel like I'm one of those dudes. I'm like a, a major league manager. If you reject me, I'm getting my money's worth. I'm kicking dirt at you. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw a base. I'm going to do yeah. what I got to do. I'm putting on a show. I I'm used get to my get like cents, that a lot, worth. man. Like I remember one time I was at Roscoe's over in Boys Town and Danny was there. We were standing on the patio. It was filled with people. I used to get fucking all just for no reason. I would just do shit. And like there was just packed with people and I was holding this pint glass and there was a brick wall and there was probably I mean you could barely move and there was just like oh, enough of an opening in the crowd and I just took the pint glass and I fucking chucked it against the brick wall and it smashed and then we got kicked out and I was like yeah fuck you like I'm out of here anyway but there was something so beautiful about just taking a fucking pint glass up against a brick wall and shocking the shit out of the entire patio. Oh my god! For no reason, it was beautiful. Throwing anything is always fun, especially in a dickish manner. Webb, yeah. well, James wanted me to come over here on Friday, and I told you I was going to play poker with my friends. So a good friend of mine, Pat, he bought my buddy Duffy's dad's house, mm. the, my, the the house my friend grew up in, my other friend now owns. Oh, that's crazy! It's crazy, right? Yeah. And so we're over there playing poker, and he's remodeled it because it needed to be, and um, <laughs> it was funny because. We were all sitting around playing poker, and my friend had a beer. It was an aluminum can, so luckily it wasn't that thick. And when he finished, he just fucking threw it on the floor. And my friend Pat was like, what the fuck was that? He's like, dude, growing up, you treated this house like shit, man. I'm getting my, I'm getting my revenge. And I knew he kept throwing stuff on the ground. He was like ashing on the floor, smoking. And I remember just, I knew it was going to happen. So I finished my one beer, and I go, hey, Casey. Uh, his first name's Casey. I go, hey, Casey, could you throw this away for me? He goes, yeah, I got it. And he just fucking threw it. I was, I was already crying with laughter because I knew that's what he was going to do with it. Just and throw it on the ground? I remember watching it's always sunny philadelphia and they're just fucking walking drinking beer and every time they finish one they just fucking littered it and yeah. i know littering's wrong but it's fucking hilarious <laughs> tell me littering isn't funny i don't I, it's kind of funny me. i'm it not telling me. don't litter everyone yeah it's it's rude it's disrespectful yeah 
Um, I I'm I'm gonna I believe in the environment. Let's take care of it. Stop, guys. Be nicer to elephants. People. I just read this whole thing about people taking elephant tusks. I don't like that shit. My son likes elephants when he sees them on, on pictures and cartoons. Don't be fucking killing elephants, guys. But yeah. I agree with that. Have you ever been like full speed on the highway and you're just like, fuck this bottle of Gatorade and it just fucking goes flying out the I window? I used to, like as a teenager, I did that. So in the 90s, a, before it was too big of a deal. You know, I played uh, I played a couple high school sports. I wasn't great at anything, though, or good. Um, <laughs> but I remember baseball games on the bus rides out, someone would always have to piss. So they'd piss in the Gatorade bottle and then throw it out the fucking window and it would hit the, I'm like going 70 on the highway, it would hit the cement and spin around and just piss would fucking go everywhere. Oh my God. And so, yeah, it was pretty hilarious to see piss hit someone's windshield. I'm just remembering all these great high school stories now. I remember another time we're driving down Irving and um, I thought it'd be hilarious. I was in my buddy uh, Kenny Shaq's car and he, uh, we were riding along on another friend's car and I had a milkshake. And I thought it'd be funny or the fucking throw it under the other person's car and hit their car just right where the milkshake just covered the windshield mm. and fucking they had to use wipers to do it. I thought it was the funny. I was laughing because it was like a fucking out of a TV show, you know? I got we hit come with to the fruit. Next red line. Here we got with fruit before? I got like hit a tomato? with fruit. Because that's... No. Like what, blueberries? Banana. Did your on car spin out like Mario Kart? On 290. Did you spin hit out of control? Hit my fucking windshield with a Banana. I'm laughing about how pissed you would have gotten. You would, you, if you could have seen my face, <laughs> I was fucking livid, man. I was like speeding like, up to the, yeah, I was like getting on the side of them, trying to catch up, like motherfucking throwing fruit yeah. at me. Well, they, they, they sped back up, and at the next light, I was like, come on, you got to admit that was fucking funny. And they go, yeah, it's pretty good. And then he flicked a cigarette, a lit cigarette into the car. And we were like, what the fuck, you know? And so Jeez. they had some good revenge on that one. I'll give them some credit there. Um, I mentioned fucking windshield get this this is how fucking addicted we are to our phones i got in my car today and noticed my windshield was cracked and my and i literally said to myself oh no i, I cracked my car screen i referred to my windshield as my car screen because we're crazy. so obsessed like I, my, my my phone screen has a crack and my car screen has a crack so i, I just it'd be great if you could go to the same place for both fix the app you know fix the screen on the iphone mm -hmm. and then they could get like the what's it permaseal or some shit those people come out and they could fix the crack on your windshield. I don't think I need a whole new windshield, do I? Because that's yeah, going to run me do. some money. You think I need a whole new one? You don't even fucking know, and you're doing that to scare me. I got, I got Christmas presents to buy. Actually, I don't, because he's young enough where he doesn't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> no, he knows. Tell like We're talking about Santa, but if I give him three gifts, he's like, oh, three screen. gifts. Nice. He doesn't fucking tell know. Tell him he got a new car screen exactly. for Christmas. Got you a car screen, kid. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's the podcast, everybody. It was a very fun one. Yeah. Oh, I want to say thank you to uh, my you're pal, welcome. Jenny Yokis. Uh, not to you, Kristen. Fuck you. And I'll never thank you for shit. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Good. Uh, I want to thank her and the Chicago Fire Department. They had me as one of their, this is funny, celebrity judges for the mustache. It was called Stash Bash, where they had the firemen all grow a mustache for the month of November. And then all the proceeds, they did a big event at the end of the month, which they had at Old Crow, which is in Wrigleyville, like right down the street from Wrigley Field. And, um, and it was a great event. It was packed. You know what I mean? A lot of people came out. Great support. The money goes to all sorts of good charities and everything like that. Prostate cancer and every all those other things, and, and those people work their ass off, so it's fun to see them out unwinding. And um, so, you know, big thanks to everyone there. I got to reconnect with my old friend April Rose, who I used to bartend with. And I, I bartend with her at this bar with Shaughnessy's right when I first started doing open mics. I don't even know if I was doing stand-up yet. Maybe I was getting into it. And then, and she had just become the Loop Rock girl. 
And since then, she's like been in an Adam Sandler movie, Maxim Hot 100, oh, nice. and stuff like that. So it's good to see her again. She was one of the judges. And they had this fireman who's retired after being a fireman for like 40 years and looked like the Monopoly guy, had the Monopoly guy mustache. So he was a perfect way to round it up. Did he win? And the dude, no, well, he was a judge. He can't win. Oh. The dude who won was Freddie Mercury. He did a Freddie Mercury thing, just in a, just in, dressed up like Freddie Mercury, fucking nailed it, this dude. So we're like, you got, there was two Freddie Mercury's. They made the top three. And then this one dude who um, had a good stash, but he put a lot of, he put some show into it. Because there's some people with a good stash, but when they came up, they're just like, hi, I have a mustache, and walked off. And we're like, dude, you got to throw some pizzazz into it. I want, I want to, I want, you got to work for this. You know what I mean? I'm not going to just have you just wave. You know, yeah, let's put throw, your back into Some it. people put some stuff into it where they, they went up there with like, this dude fucking belly flopping the table. One guy did the worm. And I got to give thanks to that. You know what I mean? And I got to yeah. see a bunch of my buddies. And so that was real fun right there. Um, everybody, thank you for listening to the first ever live stream of Kill Gallons Pub. This is something you're going to see regularly. The podcast will still be out there. Um, you can follow that on iTunes. Write us a review. It goes a long way. If you write a review, I'll give you a shout out on the show. I'm going to come up with some merch for the new year. And um, thanks to James Webb, Pop yeah. Studios. You're going to hear all these other great podcasts like I'm Upset from Kristen Toomey. You're going to hear the... Um, Palm Pilots. Palm Pilots. Those dudes are fucking hilarious. It's a podcast about masturbation. It doesn't get better than that. Oh, no. Uh, Leah Berman is coming up with a podcast. Parental Advisory. Parental Advisory, podcast. which is really cool, too. Yeah. And, you're gonna, and it's just going to be a great little network here. So I definitely highly It's a lot suggest. of stuff in the hopper. So get In the hopper. December, is, you're going to see it all rolling out. By 2019, this shit's taken over. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, uh, thanks again for everyone listening. This has been Kill Gallons Pub. Cheers to you and yours. Thank you, Kristen Toomey. Thank you. Good night. Cool. Cool. I'll try to keep it an hour and a half, but I did ramble. That was a huge success. Was yeah. it? No stream lag. Uh, the quality was...